This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the site, the features there. All of it is free for you. Oh, by the way, it's, I believe, a holiday today or something about dead (laughs) soldiers. Uh, yeah, we're here actually live, unlike probably a lot of talk radio uh, t- t- talk radio hosts that will take the uh, extended weekend. Uh, we do this show seven days a week, and well, when we say seven days a week, we mean it. Uh, it's it's very rare that you you will ever hear a refeed, as they call it in the business, or a rerun on Free Talk Live because we like doing radio. And this is our thing. So here we are. So if you want to call in, you can bring up anything you want, or certainly comments are welcome on sort of the topic uh, do, uh, topic of the day, which of course is uh, the holiday, the Memorial Day, the the reasons for it, uh, the way it's handled in in our lives, uh, you know, in in society, what it means, uh, what it what it should mean. What uh, I think there's a lot that can be said about this, but before we get into some of those details, I'd like to, uh, I guess, recount a little bit of my experience today, because I went out, and by the way, it's Ian here with you tonight. And Julia. And Mark. So I went out today uh, to a, no, it was, I guess protest is the wrong word, a rally, uh, a peace rally, which, because protest kind of has a, a negative connotation to it, so rally is, I, I think, more positive. But uh, Daryl, who has sat in on the show a couple of times, uh, most recently, Mark, with you on a recent Sunday edition of the show. That's okay. Uh, Daryl is a relatively new mover to the Keene area up here as part of the Free State Project. He's an activist who wanted to get together with other people that like freedom and are willing to actually work toward accomplishing uh, more freedom. So he created an event for today which was to be a peace rally, and uh, the intended location was to be outside of the local recruiting center, which I've been wanting to do something at a recruiting center for a long time. I thought this would be great because they moved the recruiting center here in town. They It used to just be in a little strip mall location, and now they have their own building on a main drag, and it's, you know, it's a much more visible uh, location. So I had always thought that a recruiting center event would be a good one, and I was glad to see somebody else set it up because... I always thought it should be more of like a military veteran kind of thing that was doing something at the recruiting center. Like there are veterans in the liberty movement. So it, it felt to me like one of those areas of which I didn't want to get involved. Like the same reason I won't set up the families group for the area is because I don't have a family. It would be weird. And so me going and creating a protest at the military recruiting center, I didn't feel like that was the right thing for me to do. I was hoping some military veteran would step up. I don't think Daryl's a veteran, but he did step up and created the event. So I came out to it. And uh, we started bright and early, uh, 9 a.m. out there, and uh, there were a few folks that uh, that came out, and uh, we, you know, stood at the side of the road and waved signs, and it's uh, it's not a busy day on the road, so probably there weren't too too many people that uh, that that saw it. But oh, certainly- I saw it today um, after the Memorial Day uh, parade that goes on here in mm-hmm. Keene. I um, went by, and you guys were out there. Um, I had. I think Kelly Voluntarist was sunning herself in a bikini out in front of the uh, uh, recruiting center. But the recruiting center, although you say it's much more um, a much more uh, visible place, it is closer to the road. But I don't think it looks as much like a recruiting center. It's just a brick building that's kind of triangular. There's a sign out front. I know. I just don't know that everybody. I don't know that. What people- should a recruiting center look like? A tank? 
(laughs) Certainly wouldn't hurt. You know, one of those cars that has the army wrap on it. Um, Sitting out front. I see what you're saying. I just wonder whether people, whether uh, most people put together, hey, you're standing out in front of the recruiting center and it's Memorial Day. I just wonder whether all the things, the pieces went together. I was standing right in front of the sign, so hopefully anybody that saw me would have taken note of it. But I see where you're coming from. Uh, It is certainly not the most trafficked recruiting center. There's... I imagine they're making appointments with most of the people that come in there rather than just pulling people off the streets. Uh, this is Keene, New Hampshire, though, and there's only 20,000 or so people that uh, that live here, so you can only get so much. So after uh, the first about the first hour of standing out and waving at folks and getting a good response, actually, a lot of uh, you know waves and, and smiles from people in, uh, in the cars. And my sign uh, said, I've got a whiteboard that I can kind of make quick signs out of. That's uh, a good idea. And uh, so I, I made a sign that said, peace is the way, which is a fraction. It's a portion of a, the full statement, which is, there is no way to peace. Peace is the way. Uh, but peace is the way was effective enough uh, as a sign. So that's what I was holding. And I think Daryl uh, had one that said, I'm not disrupting the war. The, I'm not disturbing the peace. I'm disturbing the war. I'm not disturbing the peace. I'm not disturbing – or I am – I'm disturbing the war. Right. So uh, – and he actually made a banner that was uh, – like that you know looked pretty nice uh, with that saying on it. He also had smaller signs that he brought along for anybody that showed up didn't have their own sign, which is always a good thing to do, by the way. If you're oh, going yeah. to be creating your own sign-holding event – Bring extra signs because people – fact is most people just don't want to do the uh, the work. They just – you know they're too busy. they got their own lives. they got things they're, they're doing. You should be grateful they even came out to your event, in which case have some signs there for them so they can utilize what you brought. It also helps you control the message uh, to some extent because if you have a uh, – That does. As a, uh, as, a, as a movement grows in size, it becomes – unwieldy it becomes very difficult to uh you know control and of course we don't want to control people necessarily but on the other hand i've seen when things get big you start getting people members of the public involved you don't know what's going to happen well it doesn't take <laughs> it doesn't take too much uh, foresight to realize that when you get uh, people together uh you know you you hope that they all do the sort of things that you want them to do for activism but they're not necessarily going to do it you know no. maybe you're not going to like the what they write on their sign or right. you know whatever it is Right, and that uh, leads to other issues where some people will show up maybe with a counter message or a message that's not in, in total agreement with uh, with yours, and then another person might complain about that. Well, you know, I, this is this message isn't pure enough for me, so I'm not going to come sure, back, sure. And, and that kind of there's all kinds of trouble that can come from that. But my recommendation: have signs if you're going to hold your own sign waving event. So we ended up walking down to uh, the center of town, Central Square in downtown Keene, where there were going to be having a parade of some sorts and this was announced in the newspaper so there were a fair amount of people uh in downtown Keene that were lining the streets and uh there was st- you know the staging area for the parade over there and so we went up to the uh, the very center of town where lots of cars were driving by and held our same signs at that location it was much more of, a, of an effective location as far as getting eyeballs on us and uh, again, fairly now this positive. is right along. Uh, this is most probably one of the most visible spot of the parade route. You've For sure, got, you've got it's probably the most visible spot in Keene. Doing an I didn't even know rally. that Keene had parades. Like, I thought Keene was too small for parades. I've never heard of one. All you needed to do to see this parade was to realize that this was a small town. Uh, I mean, it really was nothing (laughs) at all. There was a a high school band, a middle school band. uh, I think there was just a middle school band. No, there was a high school band. Was it? I missed that. Uh, No horses, apparently. Can you have a parade without horse poop? I I didn't see any horses. <laughs> nope, there were no horses. But uh, you know they had their parade and they had their military vehicles and all. But the that. military vehicles weren't even. I mean, they were 
semi trucks painted beige. I mean, it was <laughs> yeah. in a I mean, what? What? <laughs> I wasn't quite sure why they brought those out, but because that's what it is. It's a transport division or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, there were no tanks, there were no howitzers, there were no, <laughs> no nothing. Well, they're was... all over in Iraq, Mark. Yeah, well, Afghanistan. Whatever. So they uh, started up their parade, and we'd been out there, you know, waving and smiling. And, and so as the parade went by, uh, we decided to get into the parade at the very end of the, the parade and kind of uh, bring up the rear with the, the message of peace. And I've got to say, I'm really conflicted on this particular portion. The, now, the getting into the parade? Yeah, I, really? I, yeah. Now, I felt bad once I saw you guys out there with your signs that I'm just with my family. We happen to be, you know, we happen to have an appointment in Keene today. Came in. There's a parade. You know, all you had to do was say parade, and Jack's excited oh, yeah. um, and wants to see it. So, you know, we... Jack is four. Jack is four. Uh, and so we we watched the parade, got, got a sandwich and watched the parade. And then I see you guys over there, and I'm like, oh, boy, I probably – I always feel bad when I'm not there for whatever peace rallies there are. Um, and then you guys were doing that. And then you decide, oh, it's not enough to disturb these people's <laughs> Memorial Day parade. We're going to jump in behind the – the uh, what was the last – who was bringing up the tail end there? The, it was a, some vehicle for hospice. <laughs> 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 Which wasn't too far behind the, uh, the local karate uh, group. Which yes. is like, what? <laughs> what are they doing there? Who knows? Um, <laughs> but, you know, you guys got in the parade. And I, I, I'd, I'd love to hear it because I know you got some, uh, it some was great, barbs actually. thrown at you. and we I did get some barbs. And but- I want to know. I want to know where the barbs came. Did they come when you were standing on the side of the uh, the, the rally, or when? We'll come back with that here in a moment. Eight five five four fifty free. There were barbs, but there was also a lot of positive response too. More coming up. Free talk live. Get 18,000 radio stations from around the world. Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 Tunes. With C Crane's CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. It's great in any room of the house. Play Free Talk Live's live streams, LRN.FM, or your favorite stations. If you're not familiar with the Sea Crane Company, their products are the best. Get a free flashlight when you order the Wi-Fi Internet Radio by using the Where Did You Hear About Us pull-down menu when you check out at seacrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E dot com. Take control of the airwaves. This live Memorial Day edition of Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free. Uh, So enjoy. Once again, freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Uh, And don't forget, uh, you can also support this show if you would like. If you like what Free Talk Live is doing, you like the fact that we're here on a holiday uh, doing live radio for you and the fact that the whole website's free, shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. And you can do as many of our listeners do. And thank you to everybody that does this. It's just a little habit that you can get into. Just go to shop.freetalklive.com anytime you want to shop at Amazon. And then sh- uh, click into our uh, links there. We've got Amazon UK, Amazon Canada, and of course Amazon US. You click into the right Amazon for you and then just do your regular Amazon shopping. It's that simple. Free Talk Live gets a cut of the sale. It's the same great deals, same great huge Amazon selection you're looking for. All of it over at shop.freetalklive.com. But Amazon doesn't sell everything, and some things you can't even buy. Like, for instance, planeboards.com. P-L-A-I-N, planeboards.com. It costs you absolutely nothing 
to have your own free-to-use anonymous message board for your website or blog. You just go, type in the name of the board that you want, and it's created for you instantly. That's all there is to it. It's, yeah, I mean, you could just—it's a great way to sort of uh, you know make your website better. Yeah, and protect the privacy of your users as well. There's no installation necessary. It's all being hosted over plainboards.com. In fact, you don't even have to have a website or blog. I'm just suggesting that if you do have a website or blog, you might like this service. But if you want, you just create your own plain board and then share it amongst your friends. Like, send it out to their email address, and they can all come there and talk uh, privately. Once again, plainboards.com. Uh, well, I don't know if talk privately is the right way to term it. It's still open to the public, but it's private in that no one knows who you are. It's completely anonymous. As anonymous as you want to make it. That's right. Uh, Planeboards.com. As we continue here, I was uh, relating my story from earlier today, and and Mark, you were curious about some of the reactions that uh, a handful of activists got this afternoon at the Memorial Day, or this morning rather, in the Memorial Day parade uh, here in downtown Keene, New Hampshire. As we entered the parade, at the very end of uh, said parade with uh, signs, mindset, peace is the way. And uh, there was, you know, not offensive uh, signs. We're not trying to insult anybody or anything like that. But what might be considered deemed offensive is one. It's one thing to stand in the central square, the traditional place to do protests. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, this is the, uh, you know, that's the soapbox area. It's another thing to co-opt, attempt to co-opt somebody's uh, Memorial Day parade. I see nothing wrong with it. A parade that has, you know, Memorial Day was originally sort of a remembrance day for uh, the Civil War. And it turned into essentially at this point, it's a celebration of the of of the military military and I guess their job, which is to kill. Or break, and and break politicians. And I think say. for a lot of people, it's just a day to eat bacon, cheeseburgers, and drink beer. Yeah, uh, but they'll they'll participate generally in the platitudes. Uh, this is what I was thinking of today. <clears throat> like in other holidays and other cultures, I can think of a me- there's a Mexican holiday, I believe, where they like get on their knees and walk a really far distance on their knees and representative of something that happened. Like it, it's it's to do something to their religion. Now I. I'm glad that I don't have to participate in that because it sounds awful. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> but I just think it's funny that there's so many of these American holidays where, like, there's a r- original it has to do purpose. With fatty foods. Right. There's an original purpose, and people will, some people will actually, like, you know, let's do a pace, Facebook post on, memori- on soldiers today. But what they really care about is the fact that we had a day off. We got to sit around and have a barbecue. On Christmas, we get presents. You know, I just think it's funny how, how holidays have evolved in this country. I agree. It's, it is funny. <laughs> so we were walking down uh, Main Street uh, or up uh, one of the main drags in Keene, and it was not the longest parade route at all, but uh, we went in this parade and walked behind everybody, and we were holding our signs, and I really thought we were going to get more negative reaction than we did. Uh, inevitably, there were the people who uh, were upset that we would would even be there in the first place. Uh, that you know, it's inappropriate to be at a Memorial Day uh, event and be promoting peace. Uh, that was one of the messages that I as received. if the people that you're supposed to be memorializing the dead soldiers wouldn't be alive if there was more peace. I mean, nobody wants peace like soldiers want peace. But frankly, uh, having done the peace vigils out on Central Square where you guys were, mm-hmm. um, these are your generally on Saturdays. that happen weekly. Yeah. On Saturdays, they've had soldiers that have come up there. Now, most of the people at the vigil are soldiers. Yeah, uh, ex-military. And 
the soldiers will come up and say, I fought for you people. Really? Which one of these veterans did you fight for, boy? <laughs> you know? <laughs> really? How about this How about this 78-year-old uh, World War II vet? Did you fight for him? Yeah. How many Afghanis, how many Iraqis did you kill for this old guy? How much safer is he because you went over to the Middle East and fought for uh, po- po- uh, you know, politicians in their wars? How many people did you kill that participated in 9-11? I don't imagine he answered that question. No, they wasn't even there. I'm asking, okay. I'm asking the people that have uh, come up with these platitudes for themselves. And that's what these are. These are platitudes. Platitudes are little sayings that have no meaning, that have meaning inside of the, the, you know, the, the greater culture, sayings, right? but they don't really mean anything. Well, they make people feel good when they say them, right? Because then they're they're essentially backing up their belief system by freedom spouting them. Freedom isn't free. Right. You've got to kill random people that have nothing to do with your problem in order to have more freedom. Platitude is a flat, dull, or trite remark, especially one uttered as if it were fresh or profound. So we're walking, uh, and of course, getting some negative response. There's the typical, like, just insults. Guys that have nothing uh, intelligent to say, like, you know, you guys are chicken. <laughs> or you know, you're stupid. This is the uh, the level of the uh, the insult that was uh, and you shot know at us today. So there's I've thought about this. Uh, you know, the, taking the nonviolent stance is the bravest thing one can. That's do. That's what I said to uh, one of the guys that called us chicken. I right. said actually, this takes a lot of courage to support peace. Right. It's I mean, really, it's chicken to get out and walk into the middle of the street with a sign that says you support peace. I mean, some moron like you could come up and punch me in the mouth. How would I look like defending myself with a peace sign? Really? The chicken thing to do is to stand on the side of the road and throw barbs at people. Well, one of them did get pretty close up to us uh, when we arrived at the uh, there's like a military some sort of a statue thing that they have here in town that yeah. everybody the, the parade finished at and people Civil were gathering war. around some sort of war monument i actually think it says vietnam and korea okay. on it too oh i see where um, you're, i know where you're at now okay uh, i'd actually never even noticed the thing before but uh, it's there and uh, so we were standing on the outside of that holding our signs at the end of the parade and so, uh, that was when a couple of hecklers came up and, and when one heckler saw uh the one heckler there another he came up and so like they kind of teamed up on us a little bit because they're tough and so th- really the, what they're a lot of the the main perspective was that we didn't belong, that we shouldn't be there, uh, that uh, you know, the soldiers fought for our freedom to even be in, the, you know, even walk down the street. The soldiers fought for our freedom to speak, and we shouldn't be there. We should, we should not be around. So if if this, if this is and here's one of the, poli- the the platitudes. This is the first one I've got written down. The soldiers fought for your freedom to dissent. Okay, so why do you have a problem with my dissent then? If my dissent is with the soldiers, then why do you... And they fought for my right to dissent. Well, first of all, they don't like to see it. Uh, they don't like to see dissent. Uh, but also, they have to make some stories up for their kids. There was one woman who, as I was walking by, I heard what she said to her son, maybe six years old, seven years old. She says, oh, that just means they support the troops. Because he was, must have asked... I didn't hear what he asked, but he must have asked her something about, what's those, what do their signs mean or something? We're coming up. Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com.
This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want at 855-450-FREE, even tonight, Memorial Day edition of the show. You're certainly welcome to comment on Memorial Day. That is what we're discussing at the moment. Uh, my experiences of the day, and Marco, you've been talking about the platitudes that really frustrate you with people just spouting off this nonsense just to make themselves feel good, uh, to cover up uh, essentially the violence that they inherently support by supporting war, uh, 855-450-FREE by using excuses like, well, we're securing your freedom by going over and killing innocent people in other countries. We'll get back to that here in a moment. But also want to invite you to go to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Rather, join us at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live every single night. And uh, But that's not the only reason. In fact, that's probably one of the least of the reasons to go. The main reason, in my opinion, is to meet liberty-minded people, people that understand what freedom's all about, people who are willing to get active for it, many of them who already have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, which is a movement of thousands of like-minded people all going to uh, gather together. It has already begun. Those of us on the show here tonight are three of the early movers uh, for the Free State Project. It's still the early moving phase because the Free State Project has yet to reach its 20,000 participant goal. We're up to about 12,000 at this point. But over 1,000 are already here in New Hampshire and already getting active. So if you come to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, you'll get a taste of what some of that activism is like. There are going to be panel discussions. There's going to be comedy. There's going to be... Uh, musical performances. There will be, of course, the inevitable. It's a camping thing, so lots of camping-related things like campfires and hanging out on campsites and uh, all manner of. I stuff. hear people and buy beer. I hear there's more than just beer at uh, <laughs> at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, but it is a lot of fun. And there's actually open sales of food and other items without anyone asking government permission. Nobody has uh, pulled a permit to uh, sell food to you there. So if, if that's, I, I think that's great personally. I, I, it makes the food taste better when it doesn't have all that government regulation. You know, uh, around it, it, it. interestingly about the, uh, the last year they had it wasn't the you know the, the the New Hampshire's version of the BATF, the alcohol people there complaining about people selling alcohol without some kind of permit that the last year. was actually the first time something like that happened sure, uh, as it gets bigger it's gonna happen more often what right? happened was that they did not come to the porcupine freedom festival they called the owner of the park the campground they threatened the owner of the campground and they told the owner that he better tell whoever's uh selling alcohol without a permit that they better look out because you know the cops are going to come. But, of course, the cops actually didn't come. But what did happen was the owner did get scared uh, because apparently the owner has some sort of a liquor license of some sort. I guess he they doesn't s- want to lose it. Sure. I guess they sell beer in the the fridge at the local little the little store on mm-hmm. the, the campground. So that's one of the, the – it's not a good – it's not good it, news. It's one of the things that has changed the, for this year is the that, point that uh, uh, they're officially requesting people not sell uh, alcohol. Officially. How they can stop that, I don't really – Officially really requesting. And, and by the way, I'd like to point out that in New Hampshire, it's it's illegal to actually just give a beer to somebody. It's a felony. If I give you a beer, yes, it's a felony. So I understand. That's uh, you know, that's that's an interpretation of the law that I've heard. Yeah. Of course, you know, when uh, when it comes to laws, who knows what they really um, are going to enforce? But the point I'd like to make on this is the, the the idea behind getting some kind of license to sell food is that you're going to poison the public. Right. The idea behind getting a, some kind of license to sell alcohol, I can only assume is. 
because the government needs their cut. You'll note they didn't come after people for selling unlicensed food. No, they've not. Because they don't really care whether you eat something and die from it. What they care about is the money. They came after the alcohol. They know where their bread's buttered. They know they don't make that much money off of restaurants. They make far more money off of uh, alcohol sales, and that's what they care about. People are going to die from drinking alcohol whether or not uh, it's legal or permitted or not. Right. I mean, the state licenses establishments to sell alcohol in fact in this state they sell alcohol themselves and then if somebody drinks that alcohol goes out and gets an accident is the state liable so there you go porkfest.com p-o-r-c-f-e-s-t dot com is uh, is where you can go and by the way i wonder about their threats right because business owners are easily uh they are, they, they, they are a timid lot. They are, right, absolutely. So all these guys had to do was call, threaten his license, and now all of a sudden the business owner is scared. But ultimately, how can they, they hold him responsible for what a campground full of people are doing? There's one uh, lady who was uh, walking around the last couple pork fests with uh, Jello shots that uh, she was selling. They were very fancy, you know, different flavors and things like that. They're good. Uh, they were very good, and, uh, and it was kind of a fun thing, right? She, you know, put on these bells, and so wherever she was going, you could hear her, and it was really good marketing, right? Kind of like you know the ice cream man of Jello shots, uh, if you will, because you'd hear the bells and you'd know that Jello shots were in the area. You can go get them, uh, and so I don't know if she's going to come back this year because, well, you know. When a private property owner asks liberty-minded people to not do something, they're likely going to respect the request. However, not everyone's going to get the word, right? Because there's over a thousand people that attended the Porcupine Freedom Festival last year. And not every one of them is paying attention to every little announcement that comes out over the Porkfest Free State Project page on Facebook. Not every one of them is reading the Porcupine or the Happy Porcupine newsletter that's coming out periodically prior to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So ultimately, there's no way in the world that the the man that owns the park could ever be expected to control the behavior of all of the people in the park. And I don't even think if if you want my opinion on what's going to go on a pork fest, it's a nod and a wink about oh no, you can't sell alcohol. Nod nod wink wink. And that's it. Right. Well, apparently you also can't just give somebody alcohol, according to the the very same law. Sure. Uh, Apparently the only legal way to drink alcohol in New Hampshire is for each person to purchase it from a vendor, a licensed vendor. That's really crazy. That's the law. I didn't know that. That's my understanding of what Brad Jardis, who is a uh, former cop, had told me about uh, the law. So um, anyway, so that's that. So now you know, porkfest.com. It's going to be a blast. There will be plenty of alcohol. (laughs) You won't have a problem getting your hands on it if you don't bring your own. I have a feeling. But uh, maybe people won't sell the alcohol. Maybe they will uh, you know, just give it away, which, of course, is just as much of a felony. So what's the point? Why not sell it? <laughs> if giving it away is a, fe- a felony, why not go ahead and sell it? But, uh, of course, I'm not advocating anybody break the uh, private property owner's rules. 855-450-FREE is the number here. Again, porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. I would be shocked if they ever actually did come to make an arrest at Porkfest. I'd be shocked. It would be the most ballsy arrest on the police's part that I've seen in my activism career. Because normally the police don't like to make a move if they're outnumbered. They don't like that. Now, what I could see them doing is maybe making a move after the fact. We've seen them do this. Remember the uh, 420 celebration in Nashua? They made a couple arrests on scene, but they actually made more arrests three weeks later on disorderly conduct charges. They went to the activists' homes. And they arrested them. Yeah. Which, to their credit, was pretty smart. 
because they could make those arrests pretty quietly without the word getting out to any significant portion of the activist community to where people could respond with cameras and, uh, and other items to uh, hold the government police accountable. So I think if any arrests ever come from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, that, that's probably how you'll see them go down. I can't imagine them the spectacle of them arresting somebody in the middle of Porkfest, so literally surrounded by uh, by activists with video cameras galore. The, the activists also aren't as, um, you know, perhaps orthodox. Uh, maybe the people that come to, uh, to Porkfest aren't as orthodox as uh, the activists that are here in New Hampshire, meaning that I don't know what kind of control you'd have. I mean, this is an open carry event. Mm. I, I would be afraid of the mob taking over and lynching the cops. That's what I would be. Afraid I don't of. think the Porkfest crowd is uh, is a violent crowd. But then again, I don't know all the people. There are there. twelve. There could be twelve hundred people there. Yeah. You don't. How many is it going to take? Right. I mean, everybody's going to be upset. Right. Everybody's going to be angry. And then somebody is all it takes is somebody, perhaps, uh, you know, intoxicated oh, yeah. in some manner or another. Can you imagine says, all them going down to the what is it? The Littleton Police Department or whatever. What's the Lancaster? The Lancaster Police Department. They're well, not they could ready disassemble for that. the building by brick by brick. Yeah. I mean, that many activists. I they could just tear it down and leave I'd it there in the like parking lot. That. As long as it was peaceful. 855-450-FREE, SACL CAI toll-free line. So, more to come about uh, Memorial Day. I realize we got sidetracked with, uh, with Porkfest there, but it is exciting, and it's coming up in less than a month. Uh, so, you want to make sure you get your registration in now over at Porkfest.com. Uh, more to come from today's Memorial Day uh, activities with what was actually said. The chicken comment. I've got the details because I didn't actually hear the full comment about why we were chickens uh, from one of the warmongers that was in the crowd. We'll explain that to you uh, on the way here. 855-450-FREE. And you are certainly welcome to comment. Your thoughts welcome on whatever's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, live Memorial Day edition of the program. Toll-free number, same as always, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can, of course, join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Listening options included. Live streams are there, broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show. And our radio choices are also listed for you. Over 100 radio stations airing the show throughout the week at various different times. Satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio and our free-to-air KU Band channel. The webcam and the listen lines allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to get the details on how to get tuned in. That's listen.freetalklive.com. So I was recounting uh, my day out 
and about this morning in downtown Keene as the Memorial Day parade was occurring. Uh, myself and some other activists, and thanks to Daryl Perry from Free Patriot Press, he put together a, a peace vigil today or a peace uh, rally. rally. And I. Uh, it's nice not starting an event. I always like to, to you know, I, I've started plenty of my own events, and it's nice just to be able to show up uh, somewhere. So I showed up with my own sign, but I, I could have not brought any sign because he did the favor of uh, making other people's signs who showed up, which was great. Uh, so I think he did a really good job organizing the event. And, you know, all it takes, by the way, uh, for people to do activism is for someone to start it. That's at least up here in New Hampshire, where you've got activists all over the place because of the Free State Project, as we were just talking about. Uh, If you're connected with the activism community, it's usually just a matter of saying, hey, guys, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to be here at this time, and I'm going to be doing X, Y, and Z, and you're welcome to come. And then people will usually show up if they think the idea is a good one, or if they're up early enough in the morning. (laughs) Uh, So people came out, and uh, we walked down the street, followed the parade, the Memorial Day parade, and I was really pleased with the positive response that I received. I thought it was, you know, I figured Memorial Day Parade, a bunch of warmongers going to come out watch a parade. But really, I think there were just a lot of people out there that wanted to see a parade. Uh, yeah. Because there were a lot of people who, as we were walking behind this parade with p- pro-peace signs, we were getting peace signs, we were getting waves, well, people were saying nice things to us. Peace is cool now. Yeah, and this is the town for it. Yeah. I mean, this is a rather sort of uh, hippie, liberal town, okay. and... Uh, you know, I think a lot of people really did just want to see a parade. You know, people wa- let's let's see some people walk down the middle of Main Street. Right. Oh, and, throw some candy at us. And, <laughs> but peace is like trendy now. If you go to Target or Walmart or any store in the mall, I guarantee you, in both the men and women's sections, you're going to see several several shirts with peace signs on it. Especially the women's sections. Uh, peace, backed by popular demand, stuff like that. It's well, really I think cool. That's good. I it mean, is that's cool, good but it kind of bothers me because I don't think that they really understand peace. Right. A, a lot p- of them. P- peace certainly is a platitude too, and that's something to be talked about. And today's today for today's word on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live brought to you by the word platitude. Platitude. <laughs> uh, I mean, because uh, this is peace and war and all these things are just they're such a part of human life that nobody thinks about them. We, you know, Americans, very few, very few Americans are, you know, have been involved in these conflicts. They don't get the ideas uh, that are back there. You know, hey, support the troops. Well, really, what does that mean? What does it mean to support the troops? I don't know. And I'm not going to claim to know what it means to support the troops. Is it possible to support the troops and be against the war they're in? I find it very, very difficult. I mean, Do I want bad things for these people? No, I do not want bad things for them. I think they'd be best off if they say, I quit. And I support that troop. And then just deal with whatever consequence they might have to deal with. Come back here and work inside the marketplace and provide people with uh, voluntary Mm. goods and services. I think that they would be far better off. But with the economy the way it is, I understand why some people have chosen. I mean, the Army went from, I think it was 2006, when they lowered their standards and started taking people that were, you know, not as smart. (laughs) I mean, that's that's it. I mean, the the IQs, they lowered their IQ standards. Now they've raised them up again hmm. the fact is they, they've got more they got more troops than they need because people need desperate. jobs yeah because well young people coming out of school where are they going to go they know that the college degree isn't worth anything i watched a documentary a couple weeks ago on 
Guantanamo Bay because I had some time in the evening <laughs> right. and I was trying to fall asleep. So there was a, a girl on there who was a guard and then the people who are guards there are part of the army and they're just assigned there. But this particular girl actually volunteered to go there. Mm-hmm. She was... Um, like a, she described herself as a true patriot, and that was in her family. And I'll she do whatever they say. Wanted well, she said uh, actually that it has basically ruined her life. I mean, she still believes in why she went there, but she said that she has nightmares. That she wakes up. She's twenty three years old, by the way. Oh gosh, she wakes up from nightmares every night because you know it's a horrible, horrible place, obviously. Oh, yeah. But at the end, you know, she had a tear rolling down her cheek, and she said. Um, you know, it's so sad because people like my own sister doesn't support what I do. She wants to end the war and I'm doing this for you. Right. She's I'm guarding prisoners in Gitmo for me. Yeah. No, not me. Not me. Let's I mean, go to Chris. He's on, in Denver. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia and Mark. Hey, how's it going, guys? Chris, what's on your really, mind tonight? Yeah, I think it's really important, um, you know, for people to come together on Memorial Day and, uh, you know, think about the troops that have, you know, given up their lives in past years. But I think it's also important to, uh, you know, think of the military-industrial complex. A lot of times, like you were saying, you're having, you know, people calling in that, uh, you know, how dare you, you know, question, you know, the Afghanistan war, the opium that's being grown. It's like indirectly they feel like, you know, you're attacking the troops and you, you know, want to attack the system. Um, you know, my brother is actually currently serving in Afghanistan, and uh, he's watching his buddies, you know, left and right coming home. Uh, they're breathing in the, the DU on those artillery shells. Depleted they, you know, uranium? Breathe, right. They're breathing in the, the DU, the, the dust that, like, it gets, you know, when they, for those people that, you know, don't really know what it is, basically they coat a lot of this, the bullets with the DU because it penetrates, it gets really hot. But also that dust, the shrapnel that's left, you know, you breathe it in, you get really sick. Um, I think like patriotism, a lot of times you get so caught up in, you know, the emotions of, of troops and things that you don't really stop, you know, and, and look at how the troops are being uh, treated. My, uh, you know, my buddy, uh, you know, he lost a friend uh, in Afghanistan probably about six months ago or so. Anyway, his surviving spouse got the death benefit, uh, the $400,000, $500,000 death benefit, and she didn't even really want to use any of the money, um, but she decided to buy a bed, and so she went to go after the benefits, and it turns out the Prudential uh, had basically made an agreement, I think it was six years ago with the VA, that said that instead of actually paying out a lump sum, they gave you a, a book of checks, and that basically you incrementally want to make a purchase, and you write them from these checks, and Prudential was actually pocketing off the interest of the oh, death wow. benefits. Uh, and you hear these things coming out all the time. You know, Google, you know, Prudential, um, you know, stealing the benefits. Uh, it came out Robert Bales. He was that uh, one guy that snapped and, you know, went crazy, killed the civilians. I think it came out that he had served something like four tours, and on his third tour, he blew half of his foot off, and they're like, well, you have a prosthesis, get back out there. Mm. And, you know, 10% of the troops are doped up on psychotropics. Uh, I do think we need to acknowledge a little bit more of the you know, negative side of the military-industrial complex. It's, uh, and, and this is right. the thing that it, it's so difficult to uh, you know, address with soldiers um, is 
you know, these, you know, what, what I say to myself when I hear these things, and I, this, these are all, these are catastrophes, what are happening to these people. The idea that you use them up, um, you know, to fight the wars, and then when they get back, you give them no benefits. They make it difficult for them to use their benefits. Yeah. And this, is, this has been the complaint from veterans forever. forever. Uh, you know, I mean, I went over there and I did this and I did that, and I want this. And I get it. Right. I get it. But at the same time, what I say to myself is, you know, why is that guy going back out and fighting with a prosthesis? Really? <laughs> why does he do it? Someone told him to. Why didn't he say, you know what? I gave half of my foot for my country. Go find somebody else. He's scared. Right. He's not scared. They must be scared. I mean, either the oh, okay. So either he doesn't want to fight, or he does. Right. So if you're asking the question, like, well, if he doesn't want to fight, why is I he doing know. it? I, I guess if I, you I, don't want to fight and you're doing it anyway, then you must be scared of what the consequences might be. Although we've heard from people that you can go a wall and really not have. I the think most it's this thing called honor. And I'm not exactly, and I think that this, I think honor might be this good virtue that I don't entirely understand that is completely misused by those that are in power. What does it mean? Do what you told in this circumstance? I mean, because that's what we're talking about, right? I don't know what right. it means. Well, I mean, when I go and, you know, I tell, you know, a lot of, you know, friends of mine that are very conservative and, you know, very gun ho and, you know, I explain these issues to them, they get sucked into this whole, you know, you talk to your conservative buddies or whatever, you know, the neocons, and they're like, you know, these they go to these rah, 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 love America speeches, and, and it just, they get, just get sucked right in, you know, they, they grow up around dumb people, go to work with dumb people, you tell them, oh, well, yeah, a million dumb. dollar I think, they're, I think they're just uninformed on uh, They haven't taken matters. the time to think about I thank you, Chris, for the call. appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. The SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. Our two's next. The liberty movement is bursting at the seams with women from all walks of life who are courageously dedicating their time and energy in the pursuit of a freer society. Every day, the message is spread by this small but growing demographic. This year, at the Porcupine Freedom Festival... The creators of Silver Circle will be giving away the first ever Zoe Taylor Award. Zoe Taylor is the lead female rebel in the upcoming animated film Silver Circle, whose dedication to destroying the Federal Reserve makes her a positive female role model. Nominate who you think deserves the Zoe Taylor Award today by sending an email with the name and a 300-word minimum essay of why you think this person deserves the Zoe Taylor Award to award at silvercirclemovie.com. The deadline for nominations is June 1st at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Visit silvercirclemovie.com for more details. Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features. We give them away, and they are there for you. Actually, you can control the content of the site. So if you find something online that you think is interesting, you can submit it as show prep. 
And actually, you don't even have to, it doesn't even have to be a link. It's rare that someone will do this, but you can actually make your own post. Like, you could just create your own little item there within the post. Like, when I was looking at freetalklive.com today uh, before the show, because normally we go to the, our own website to see what you guys think is interesting in the news, but it doesn't always have to be news. So I clicked on the top story here uh, by e-cigarettes. Uh, it says, uh, Bradley Manning defense team says U.S. military is withholding evidence. And there's actually no link here. So this is just somebody who wrote a paragraph and put it in there and got it voted up to the top of our website. <laughs> you can kind of like make your own little blog post if you want to do it that way, too. But generally, the way it's used is that uh, people put a link in there and then put a description of what's on the link. Maybe it's, it's good a, to cite your claims. Right. Maybe it's a YouTube video or perhaps it is uh, a news article or something you think is interesting. And then others will vote it up or down and the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site over at freetalklive.com. More about uh, Memorial Day. Uh, I went into kind of crashed a parade today, I guess, for lack of a better term, uh, co-opted uh, me and uh, some other activists in uh, Keene, downtown Keene, new hampshire put ourselves at the very end of a memorial day parade and had some interesting responses one of the guys that was there with uh, was was there with me wrote up a blog post about it and i'm going to share some of the actual quotes from some of the the hecklers the people that had nasty things to say to us here in a moment because i couldn't really remember exactly what it was all said because they weren't talking specifically to me uh, but first let's go to clayton listening somewhere Clayton, you're on Free Talk Live. Lowell, is that right? Louisville. L- oh, Louisville. Okay, How you guys very good. Tonight? Uh, doing good, man. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, I just wanted to respond to the, the confusion about the term honor in the context of military service. Okay. Um, I served uh, eight years in the Marine Corps, and I can explain it to you and the guys in ways that someone who hasn't served can understand. Um, basically, honor is is the the uh, internal drive to do what you've agreed to do, even after you know it's not in your own interest. Okay, and, and you're not de- defending that. You're just saying that's what these people are doing. That's correct. That is what they're doing. They they've agreed to serve for a period of time. But didn't they, they also agree to, to uphold the Constitution? Well, <clears throat> they did, but from their perspective, serving, going back in, into combat for their country, even with a, a prosthetic, doesn't deny the Constitution. With well, no, it would part, be following the illegal see. order to go to a war that's not justified constitutionally. That would be the denial of the Constitution. Well, that might be, but um, and that's true enough and it's from its own perspective. But from their perspective, they are following... The const- they are protecting the Constitution. I get it. As I mean, they see it. Clayton defined, you know, I asked a question and I don't really, you know, didn't really know what honor was. And I get it. Um, honor can be, honor is honoring like a contract. With the way they see it, they signed up for a contract. Their body is belongs to the United States government, come hell or high water, for eight years. And, um, you know, because that's the, that's the length of these contracts, whether you sign up for two or four or six years. It's, it's eight, I believe. Is that correct, Clayton? It's always eight? It's always eight. Uh, eight years. Um, and, you know, if the United States sends you out, the fact is these uh, fat, slovenly civilians can't defend themselves, and only a, only a gunny like me can handle it, even, even if I have half a leg. That's correct. 
That sounds like it, I, I I got it. I mean, you know, when I I have uh, decided, you know what, you know what, I agreed to do this or I agreed to do that. I'm going to do it, and then I'm quitting. Um, and I have done that in you know relationships and jobs and all kinds of situation. I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do, and then I am done. Well, we've talked to uh, veterans about this issue before, and it seems like. Or people that are active military, it seems like they've they've got conflicting uh, agreements, right? So, like one agreement is that uh, they're going to do whatever they're told, and the other agreement is that they're going to follow and honor the Constitution. And a lot of the time, what they're told to do is completely unconstitutional, but they do what they're told. So it seems clear to me that they they hold one agreement above the other. I that is, the, they'll do what they're told. I think the Constitution argument is uh, full of holes because the Constitution is a document that gives the the Supreme Court appellate jurisdiction. The Supreme Court has interpreted and 200 and something years worth of uh, oh we lost Clayton thanks thanks Clayton 200 and something years worth of uh, precedent says that it is true that the Supreme Court uh, defines what the Constitution says that they they interpret what the Constitution says so therefore 300 million Americans cannot plainly read the Constitution only nine people in black mumus in living in Washington D.C. can these are the only people that are qualified to uh, interpret the Constitution. So if it says that a declaration of war is necessary, but the Supreme Court doesn't say the declaration of war is necessary, then it's not necessary, even though it says it's necessary, because only the Supreme Court gets to decide what it says. Well, if the Supreme Court I says the, 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 the sky is plaid... I understand what you're saying from the well, perspective of But you're of using the... a constitutional argument, and I think that they're very difficult to but, for, for lay people especially to, to, to make... Period. I understand what you're saying about the Supreme Court, and it's true, inside their system, the Supreme Court is the ultimate interpreter of the Constitution. But that doesn't mean that your interpretation is invalid from your own morals, uh, from your own perspective. I think that, uh, right. I, I got where you're coming from on that. So if you believe that it's immoral and wrong and unconstitutional or whatever you believe about going to war, then it doesn't matter what the Supreme Court, whether the Supreme Court thinks it's okay to go to war. You think, should be able to act on your own interpretation and say, no, I'm not going. Agreed. A soldier should be able to say, look, this isn't what the Constitution says and I'm not willing to do it. Therefore, it's wrong. But I don't think that you and I can sit here and and say it's unconstitutional, Mister Soldier Man. Yeah. So don't go and do it. And I think that there's a different, uh, there's there's a, a, a strong distinction. There. I agree with you. I don't tend to rely on the Constitution to justify anything, but I know that a lot of people hold it in high regard. So that's why I will, would bring it up in a conversation. There were, there were, you know, use of force measures that were passed through the House. Um, you know, whatever. You know, they were legally bound um, in order to go into Afghanistan and go into Iraq. So they can claim that, well, you know, it's legal enough. There was, yeah, and clearly most people don't have a problem with whatever the military just does. Just because Congress didn't say war doesn't mean that there's, you know, that that, that it's not okay. Or so it's most okay. people in the military, rather. Clearly, most people in the military have no problem with being told to go and kill innocent people around the world. They'll do whatever they're told. And <laughs> oh, I think they have that, a big problem. I with think it. it's important. PTSD is a, is a huge problem um, for people in the military. And no, I most said the military people don't don't have a problem right. With it. PTSD is a huge problem for them. Well, that's after the fact, but like beforehand, they're doing what they're told. Like nobody's not doing anything in the military because they're afraid of getting PTSD. Well, it's not like they don't take 18 to 20-year-olds. I mean, people that have been told what to do their whole lives. Right. Never been, I mean, almost never made, the, the only decision they've made for themselves is whether or not they're going to have a wine cooler or a beer um, mm. at the, the, the high school party. I mean, these people don't have the capacity to make decisions, but they're the very best ones to fight wars. It's a big problem. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I frankly think that only technology is going to take us beyond 
war. I don't think that technology. Technology. What do you yeah. mean? Why? Why would but that once take you us create, beyond war? It's once, making it worse. Uh, once you can create uh, basically anything that anybody needs with 3D printing, and you can create. Free- Are you talking about solving a problem of scarce resources? Scarce resources is what war's about. Tends to be the reason, yeah. I'd, I'd love to find out what war's going to be about after there aren't scarce resources. Know, people hate each other because of the color of their skin in some places. C- come on. It's the military-industrial complex that drives war in That's this country. That's true. And once they're basically out of business because a 3D printer can make whatever it is that, they, um, you know, that they've created. Eh, There's still resources that are going to go into those 3D printers. Indeed. Until we get to the point where you're somehow creating energy from, you know, well, that's what thin uh, you, air. Did, you didn't let me finish what I was saying. Okay. Energy is going to be at some point relatively soon free. Free. And once you're not trying to dig energy out of the ground. And then you and, have to rearrange molecules and like create uh, atoms and like create substances from pure energy. That's what you'd have to do. Otherwise, these machines will have to be fed with plastic and metal and, you know, things like sure, that. Sure. But once you take as – the, as the reasons for war go away, and th- I think 3D printing and uh, free energy might be the things that, that make it stop. Maybe I'm wrong, but, uh, you know, that's what I see. That's what I think. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Of course, one might argue that the uh, those industries, the military-industrial complex, will do anything they can to prevent that future uh, from I occurring. I don't think they see that far. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. Are you excited about Flaming Freedom's bigger, gayer dance party at this year's Pork Fest? Oh, yeah. Well, you should be. There's going to be hopping dance music and a giant tent full of liberty lovers getting their gay on. By gay? Do you mean happy? Uh, d- sure, Claire. Super gay Dre is bringing his elite team of drag queens led by Violencia. There's going to be raffles for all kinds of prizes, as well as prizes for gayest costume, best drag queen, and best drag king. So get your ticket now for the insanely cheap price of just $5 at flamingfreedom.com slash dance party. is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. You can go and sign up for news updates. We will keep you in the loop whenever there's something that uh, you should know about Free Talk Live. You can go to news.freetalklive.com to follow us via Facebook, Twitter, and of course get email updates as well. They're all available to you and all free at news.freetalklive.com. Do you like great coffee? Are you a coffee drinker? Well, you can get your coffee fix. You can get uh, gourmet coffee at really great prices through coffee.freetalklive.com. Uh, O'Neill Coffee, the, the, the people, the brewers, the, the, um, the, the roasters of the coffee, they're the third generation family owned business and they roast each batch with the finest beans and the utmost care. They've got more than 40 different varieties of gourmet and flavored coffees. It's a great website to be able to uh, use and pick out what kind of coffee works for you. Um, my favorite is the French roast decaf. But, you know, whatever it is that you like, you can get over there at uh, coffee.freetalklive.com. Dot com and to show their commitment to the free talk live audience they're they're making um, they're making available for orders of seventy five dollars or more is all you have to do is when you uh, check out use the um, the special uh, instruction section enter enter FTL and you'll get a free coffee mug and free shipping support great coffee craftsmanship at coffee.freetalklive.com we go to the phones. Your thoughts, your calls. We're here live on Memorial Day. It is uh, Jimmy in Indianapolis listening to WXNT. Hey Jimmy. What's on your mind tonight? Well, you know, as long as we're a type zero type civilization, we're always going to have war. As long as we're what kind of civilization? A type zero. What's type a type what? zero? 
Type zero? Type zero civilization is a civilization that can't utilize the power of a star or the power of a galaxy or be able to spend space-time. So as long as we're crude like this and we can fight among themselves for resources and so forth and ideologies, we're never going to do away with war. So how do we get from here to there? A whole couple thousand years worth of evolution. Okay. I just read a book on it in hyperspace by Mikhail Kachel. Oh, and cool. That guy's really smart. about type zero civilizations like ours. So like zero being bottom of the totem pole. Exactly, when it comes to technology, my friend. Yeah, we're crawling out of the, uh, we're still, you know, from a... From, from the ooze. <laughs> from a, uh, an evolutionary standpoint, we're, we're right. just now, uh, in Western culture, not living in right. thatched huts. Now you're understanding it. So you see, if we get to a type one, we won't need war anymore. We'll be able to share resources to all the species on the planet. Well, right, because ultimately there is no real scarcity. Uh, if people would come to realize that, then uh, we would be closer to becoming that type one civilization you're yeah, talking but it's, about. Yeah, it's where you are right. in the line towards no, uh, you know, no scarcity. I mean, you know, like there's <laughs> the fact is there's a scarcity of Lear jets in my life. No, no, right. but what I mean is ultimately from the, like, no, I don't mean the end product. Obviously, there's a, a restricted number of whatever it is we're looking at, but uh, the resources that go into it, uh, the, the natural resources, uh, there's no scar- no, truly no scarcity because as long as we're free to combine our brain power with those natural resources, we'll always be able to come up with new innovative ways to make the most of what we have and, of course, also explore outward from outside the earth and uh, bring new right. resources in from there as well. And become a face-faring type civilization so we won't have we won't need war anymore because we'll be sharing something you know Good we'll call be going tonight, into space Jimmy. and we'll become a better civilization because of it i think it's something to work as far toward. as we're stuck on this planet struggling over resources and ideologies we're always going to have war you are correct. Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate the call. Good thoughts. 855-450-FREE. And I think that's a nice thing to focus on here tonight on Memorial Day is, you know, how do we actually end war? What, what is it going to take? Uh, because, you know, walking down the street holding peace signs, that's a good thing. I did that this morning, but ultimately that's not going to result in the change we're looking for. And I think that one thing that's another important factor, I like what Jimmy has to say, and I think that another important factor is that people need to, as Gandhi said, be the change they wish to see. So if you want to see peace on the outside, then you have to find peace within. And no, you have to become a scientist. Didn't you listen to the last call? You need to be an astrophysicist. No, I think anybody can find peace. Uh, I think it's just a matter of wanting to and uh, and and getting over anger and, and moving away from it and being aware of the feelings that you have and and shifting your feelings towards more positive uh, sensation. So, um, yeah. and it's worth the the effort. I, I got where you're coming from. Uh, you know what I'm th- was talking about previously was uh, eliminating basically the need for things. If you had a 3D printer, I don't know if anybody's seen these things, but it's essentially a gizmo that makes stuff um, uh, on its own. So you can print. I've seen them print up a. a it's com- plastic, right? A combination wrench. They can use different materials. They can okay. they can actually print metals. Um, can they now? And, and and that sort of thing. As I understand it, they made transistors or something like that. By the way, if you're getting, you should listen to, listen to Michio Kaku if you want science, not Mark Edge. Right. But. <laughs> This is as I understand the world is that they can print metals and you know make some things out of metal. That I, I watched a video, like a YouTube video on this, 
And I think he made a wrench. Yeah, a combination and wrench. It or, no, an adjustable wrench. He, and it worked. An like adjustable wrench. Yeah, you can change it. On it. Something. Which yeah. is, I mean, it's crazy. Like when you say you just print things, that doesn't really make any sense. But it's, I mean, YouTube this is so crazy. If, if you consider that maybe within, you know, a decade of this technology, that they'll be able to make a 3D printer that will make just about anything that you use in your life, including other 3D printers. Yes. And then that 3D printer will be able to make other 3D printers. And you will, these things will propagate like uh, like tribbles, um, you know, add water. They're like gremlins, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to feed them after midnight. <laughs> and they're everywhere. Poof. And then you've got everything you need in your life for free. They can have them, you can have them in the corner in your town, several of them in your town, in your neighborhood, right in the corner, and they can make things all the time for people. You know, you need a lawnmower, you go get, put a, you know, put an order in, and then by 36 hours later, after it's printed out everybody else's stuff, it's got your lawnmower waiting there for you. You go get the lawnmower, you mow the lawn. When you don't need these things, you drop it off at the recycling center, and they just melt it down and use it into others, uh, you know, other things. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they make them out of plastics. Plastics pretty pretty popular i mean they're everywhere and then when you consider that they're making energy from wind and sun and waves and this technology is only going to get better and in our lifetime they may be able to use the movement of the earth to create energy i really do wonder at that point once you can create everything that somebody needs and the power to power it what do you need war for and to me that's a couple of decades away it would only be hate I mean, just pure hate. I mean, like you got a lot of the people that are uh, okay. So, Mark, the reason why the government is going to war, the federal government is going to war, is the military-industrial complex. Right, because it's profitable. Right, they've got contracts. You know, these companies. There are people are that give bank. money to campaigns, and those people but sell things reason, that go go boom. But, but if people who were going to war knew that that was the reason, maybe they wouldn't be so eager to go. So they're being told stories about scary people, a terrorist, and the Muslims. And we've heard people call this show, the Muslims are out to kill us Christians. So we still have that perspective as well. And well, making scarcity go away of uh, you know products and resources and all that isn't going to solve the absolute fear-mongered hatred that uh, has that separates people okay that, you still have to get over that uh, i i got where you're coming from but consider 50 years ago um, how much more entrenched religion was in this culture versus mm-hmm. how it is today i mean christianity really is christianity has gone away in europe and it's going away in the united states i would is agree it? really do the numbers show that? Yes. Okay. Um, over time, atheists and agnostics are growing in number. And you'll find far fewer atheists and agnostics that are scared to death of Muslims than you'll I, find you're Christians. You're absolutely right about that. 855 450 free. That's the same. They're not scared. It's full free line. You can take control here. Bring up what you want. It's free talk live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Take control of the airwaves at 855-453. Live tonight, as we are seven nights a week, even though it's a holiday. 
Memorial Day edition here. We'll talk to you about Memorial Day and peace and war and whatever might be on your mind as well. You don't have to be on topic. 855-450-FREE. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. We invite you over to our website as well. Shrine of Female Listeners is one of the many features. And uh, like the rest of our site, it's a free feature, completely free to you. And if you're a lady listener, you can become part of the Shrine. Get the details over at shrine.freetalklive.com. But basically, it's a, a page full of pictures of the ladies who listen to this, some of the ladies who listen to this radio program, who are willing to take the time to prove it uh, by validating themselves in a picture. You can see what I mean by going to shrine.freetalklive.com. Mark, you've been testing a product out at uh, your house recently, uh, the uh, Wi-Fi Antenna 3. Yeah, the Wi-Fi, and is it called? Well, yeah, the CC, wi- right? It's, right, it's from C-Crane. Um, I don't know if anybody, anybody who's listened to talk radio for any period of time has heard of C-Crane. C-Crane is probably the premier name in radio production in the United States. They make some of the best radios out there. And one, and they've got a relatively new product out, and it's called the the Wi-Fi Antenna Three. You can go see it at ccrane.com. That's c c r a n e dot com. And this thing's amazing. Um, it allows you to pick up the Wi-Fi signal for up to a mile. Now, obviously, terrain matters and, and things like that. But we've at, at my house, I've got a, a you know a renter, and he. You know, wants to be able to use our Wi-Fi, but it's always been very difficult for him, and uh, you know, being able to pick it up and that kind of thing. So he basically come have to if he wants to use the laptop, would have to come and sit outside of my office window in order to use it. That just doesn't work very well during the winter time, or the when it's raining, or all kinds of night. And you know, I mean, imagine being laptops don't mesh well with the outdoors. No, (laughs) well, I got this device. uh, You know, they sent it as a tester, and it's he's he's like he he can't believe it can't believe it he's like i get full strength out at my place and so he's using it on his laptop it's not connected to your router your router correct he uses it on the laptop you can uh, plug it in you have uh, two different levels of settings you can plug it into one or two usb ports in order to kind of give the boosting strength it has to be straight up and down so it's best to like stick it to something Mm -hmm. Um, but it will it rocks i mean it absolutely rocks that signal right in there that's incredible um you know i i don't I can't really. I don't. Everybody's situation's different, and how maybe you've got a big house, and you know reception in one portion of your house isn't that great, or you know maybe you share an internet connection with your next door neighbor. Um, you know, you guys guess. Hopefully, some, you've done that with permission. That would be yeah, certainly. <laughs> but whatever. It's not like I've never piggybacked on another internet connection sure. out there. I'm I'm not advocating for it or anything like that. I'm just saying, hey. This thing it makes it it's amazing. Uh, it's the Wi Fi Antenna Three. It is it is not a cheap product, but it is get what you totally worth it. Right. Totally worth it. Seacrane uh, dot If it Every, solves a problem you have, then it's totally worth yeah, it. Yeah, Seacrane, uh, you know, a very reputable company, and we're very glad to have them on board. If you've got any kind of connectivity problems, check out this uh, Wi Fi Antenna Three. Very cool. Seacrane Yep. All right. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And, of course, you can bring up anything you want. We've been talking uh, things tangentially related to Memorial Day, such as peace. You know, How do we get from where we are today, where there's wars going on all over the place, to uh, a world in which that's not happening? And, Mark, your suggestion has been that, uh, well, getting rid of this, 
perceived scarcity of uh, things would be a good big step toward ending war. And I, I think that's a that's a good point. I think it's it's important. It's it's inevitable as well. I mean, the the marketplace can solve some problems and. The marketplace, as you're suggesting here, could solve war uh, down the line. But it would also be nice if we didn't have a violent, uh, agitating uh, government structure out there as well to whip up fear. Because without fear, then no one's going to buy a contract with the military-industrial complex, which is – that's the the gears behind the wars, the military-industrial complex feeding, you know, tanks and boots and guns and bombs and all that in so they can be used up so they can make more. And that's that's really important. But it wouldn't go anywhere if the people were – able to be whipped up into a frenzy and fear about being you know hurt by some myth- mythical enemy around the world and this is where i have the biggest problem now uh, it's easy to vilify the military industrial complex because the military industrial complex is not you it's not me and it's nobody who's listening right the military industrial complex is them however people are listening that are involved have, have you know have been in the military i would have gone to the military you would have gone to the military we at both, one age i would have yeah I, I mean i was goodness i didn't i caused i called them i was ready to go so as far as i'm concerned you know it's just one of those situations it's just luck that i didn't go to the military mm. um but what i think is are people responsible for their fears i advocated for and supported the invasion of iraq where not a single terrorist from 9-11 was you know like nothing nothing there was no reason for the invasion of iraq as we were given we were given yellow cake and terrorists i mean i remember glenn beck talking about they've got terrorist training camps they've got the bodies of 747s they've got torture rooms where the by bodies of 747s these are training things for terrorists to take over these uh, these planes where were the pictures i mean here we are almost a decade after the invasion of iraq i have yet to see the pictures of the the rape rooms that we were told that kufi and nanan or whatever their heck, heck their name were the sons of uh, saddam that they you know did these systematic rapes of iraqi women where were those pic- where were the pictures? I never saw the pictures of the rape rooms. Where were the pictures of the bodies of the 747s that they trained these terrorists in? I mean, I can see a picture where the firefighters train here in my town. I can't see a picture of the terrorist training camp in Iraq that we were told about. Big fat lies. Now, my question is, are we responsible? Am I responsible? Cuz I consider myself responsible for having believed the bullcrap. I mean, obviously, when somebody lies, they're responsible, too. So, wait, you're responsible for the war? Didn't I support it? You still pay taxes today. How are you less responsible? You pay, you pay taxes, too. I, think I don't pay suppo- federal income tax. I don't pay federal income tax, either. Oh, please. You fill out the form. So? That doesn't mean I pay it. I see where you're coming from. They're giving you all the, the ref- they're giving you a refund. Right. I, I pay small business tax, which is the tax that they basically throw at you because they know you're lying or whatever. I mean, the, the idea that they know small businesses have a lot of write-offs, so the intention is is to go after you in that way. But I don't pay, you know, FICA or any of those other things. Well, just because you may have been wrong, and you were, and you admit that you were wrong about the about going to war, doesn't mean that you're necessarily direct. You're certainly not directly responsible. I mean, you, if they if, if didn't they didn't have the, the support of the public, they the, you know the public at large, then they wouldn't have gone. Did the majority of the public support the war? Yeah, easy. Because it's easier with Afghanistan than Iraq, but uh, Iraq was largely supported, and they support it based on fear. A lot of people felt like in the the Gulf War, uh, you know, back in the early nineties, that the job wasn't done. Why didn't we follow, you know, head straight to Baghdad and unseat uh, Saddam Hussein? 
that was what a lot of that's kind of to some extent what I felt. You know, this is just finishing up a job that should have been done before. And they're still finishing it up, apparently. <laughs> right. Well, they don't finish. Right. That, they, I mean, check out Korea if you need proof. <laughs> right. Check out Japan. They're, you know, they're just getting out of there. Germany. They don't finish. They stay. So it's based on fear, though, right? Like, that's why the majority of people support these things is because they're told there's a boogeyman, Al-Qaeda, and the terrorists, and they're going to kill you, and they're Muslims, it's and they patriotism. hate Christians, and they hate America. And- patriotism and fear. These yeah. are the two. They, they're wrapped in, in exorbly together. And, uh, you know, there's these platitudes that go in with it, and I'm going to use this term platitude all night long. The idea that soldiers fought and die, died for your right to disagree with them, um, then, you know, that... There's that part. There's that the idea that soldiers are defending freedoms, which is obviously not true, because if soldiers were defending our freedoms, we'd, we'd have, have more, more freedoms, or at least the freedoms we had would have been protected. Yeah, the, the freedom that has been doesn't make away. any sense. Uh, now, according to Reuters, speaking of fear, presumptive Republican presidential nominee Mitt Romney chose Veterans Day to proclaim to the American people his conviction that the world is a dangerous place and the United States must remain its most formidable military power. The world is not safe, Romney told veterans in the crowd of uh, onlookers on Memorial Day. And this is how it's done. This is how it's done. These people think that these, uh, you know, politicians know something about the world. And so, therefore, they must be telling the truth. More coming up here. Is the world really dangerous? It's Free Talk Live. There's a legendary piece of equipment in the radio world. It's the CC Radio 2. It has the best AM reception, bar none. It also has stellar FM reception, plus ham and weather. I recently got one, and it's the nicest radio I've ever owned. Get a free flashlight when you order the CC Radio 2 by using the Where Did You Hear About Us pull-down menu when you check out at ccrane.com. Or call them at 800-522-8863. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com, and you can support this program by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. It's a great way to get behind Free Talk Live and help us get on more radio stations around the country. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote, and it's 3 bucks a month. We'll take that in and invest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more internet listeners on board, and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. It doesn't go to paychecks. It just goes to advertising. That's correct. And uh, promoting Free Talk Live, getting us into more ears around the world. You can help make it happen. Uh, For instance, you'll be sending us to the Talkers New Media Seminar, which is coming up in New York City next week. Uh, We will be there, and I believe Stephanie is going to be sitting in uh, covering for us on uh, Thursday and uh, Wednesday. Wednesday Thursday. I think God bless her little atheist heart. She is great. And uh, so, yeah, so we're going to continue. The show's going to continue to be live, but we're going to be on a working trip out in uh, New York City, schmoozing it up with the industry bigwigs and making connections. And, you know, that's Do- important. Doing important. the things that, uh, you know, radio programs like ours do. It's a it's a who's who kind of for the industry. It's a, if you if you're there, you're seen and it's important to be seen by the people that need to see you and they're the people that are there. So uh, that's why we go to them. And it's been very helpful to us, I think, over the years going to these conventions. So thank you to the Free Talk Live amplifiers 
for making it possible. Go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up, and get the perks. The uh, perquisites like access to our AMP-only po- uh, AMP podcast, which doesn't have the commercials the regular podcast does, and also the AMP-only podcast, or excuse me, the AMP-only forum, uh, the AMP-only phone lines, go to amp.freetalklive.com. That's where you can get signed up as we continue here with the scary news from Reuters. Mitt Romney has proclaimed that the world is not safe. He told veterans on Memorial Day he was joined by Senator John McCain in a speech to honor the veterans of America's wars. The United States now has two paths forward, says Romney. He called one the pathway to Europe, suggesting Europe had acquiesced to geopolitical threats. He says to shrink our military smaller and smaller to pay for our social needs. That would be the pathway to Europe, as he was describing. Well, the other path, he says, but is the reason that Europe did that is because of essentially the United States. I mean, with the NATO pact uh, said, look, our our goals are your goals and we have the largest military in the world. So what does that incentivize those countries to do? Those countries that have a lot more sort of uh, social, uh, you know, social democracy type pressure. People want social programs there. They want the, uh, you know, they, they want the free medical care. They want the, the best public schools. They want all these things that, uh, you know, cost a bunch of money. You know, the old Margaret Thatcher quote, which is socialism's great until you run out of other people's money or whatever that uh, whatever that quote might be. Well, the United States is really no different. It's just that we're, you know, the United States government, the taxpayers are providing the military protection with for everybody in the world that agrees with them. It's true. I mean, there's no reason that I should be, uh, you know, I should be NATO is the the group that's and by in agrees with them. You mean by the governments? Yes, the governments. That agree people with them. may not necessarily appreciate them being there. sure. The U.S. Uh, Navy keeps the shipping lanes clear for all the countries in the world to be able to do trade back and forth. Why should I be paying to keep the shipping lanes clear for between Bangladesh and South Africa? Well, you shouldn't be paying through government force, but the individual companies that need to do the shipping should pay for their own uh, their own security services, in sure. which case you'd ultimately be paying in any prices of any products you purchased. Not if I wasn't com- buying anything from Bangladesh or South Africa. That's true. Uh, but uh, back to what Romney says here. The other path, he says, is to commit to preserve America as the strongest military in the world, second to none, with no com- uh, comparable power anywhere in the world. I find it kind of disturbing that he's uh, excited about being the strongest military in the world. Like That that's... just says to me, a man with a hammer, uh, yeah. you know, says he sees everything as a nail. Like, I, I'm You're not... not surprised, though, right? No, I mean, I'm not surprised politician. at all, but it's it's disturbing that he would just come out and say that. Well, he's a Republican politician, and that's something that they are pretty common. Uh, you know, but that's pretty common. That's what they say. Them say. That's true. Uh, they're pandering to the Republican base, and of course, you know, Democrats will say similar things. I mean, certainly Barack Obama hasn't done anything to make the uh, make the military any less strong. He's presided over still more wars, and he's been. I, th- I think I saw some headlines saying he was the most warmongering president yet. I don't, I don't know, know by what calculus or you know calculations they were making to make that statement, but it was an interesting claim. And then they go on to blab about how he says, "I wish I could tell you that the world is a safe place. It's not." Romney ticked off Iran, Pakistan, China, and Russia, among other countries, as threats as he transformed his message from economic- now Russia's a threat again. As he transformed his message from economic warnings of the United States becoming like Europe to a military warning that America was becoming weaker. What so- does that mean? Well, it doesn't have a Republican in charge. That's, so that's what it means. Everything's weaker. <laughs> uh, even though, the, you know, again, the military's out there killing as many people as it ever has. 
So the question I wanted to look at here was his claim is that the world is not safe. And while that is a true statement, what would it take for the world to be safe? Right. Under does, what circumstances? Does the United States – this is the other sort of uh, end of this uh, freedom isn't free platitude. Uh, you know, what does it take to make the world safe? Well, I, you know, if the problem is terrorism – and terrorists are individuals that are created by circumstance or, or um, religious uh, uh, you know, extremism, then what is going to drive somebody to become a terrorist? I would say it's circumstance, like having your mom or sister or dad or whomever killed by a United States military individual military. or yeah. uh, or. You know, a predator drone or, you know, whatever. You know, there's a lot of people, hundreds of thousands of people in the last 10 years that have been killed in the Middle East and they've got children and people that love them and they're likely don't like the United States as a result. And could they be driven into the arms of religious extremists in their area? Well, seems pretty likely. When I was watching that documentary on Guantanamo Bay, when the cameraman was in sort of the like hallway or something, like the prisoners were yelling things and stuff. And one of them yelled out something about hating America. And he made sure to uh, make it clear that he didn't hate American people, but he hated the army. And he wanted was, the, it to be heard by the documentary. Right. Crew. Yeah. He yelled it out so it would be heard by the documentary. And then there was other uh, people that were interviewed who were in Guantanamo Bay and had been released. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they said, you know, I I wasn't a terrorist, but I, like they, you know, if now I was I ever going to be a terrorist, now I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now they hate and, you know. And they if, have reason to hate. I mean, it, it's not. It's, they're not, it's right, not right. right, but, <laughs> but it, it's. It's understandable. Right. I mean, the, some of the things that they were describing that were done to them in there is just disturbing. And this is where the democracy thing plays against the American public. The do- the founding document says we the people. You know, it's a government of the people, by the people, for the people, supposedly. And I don't believe that, but you know, a lot of people do. And if we believe it here in this country, then people in other countries are liable to believe it too. So therefore, if you're a terrorist in a foreign country and you believe that it's a government of the people, by the people, for the people, who the hell do you attack to get them the hell out of your country? I don't doubt that there probably are people that think that way, Mark, but look at the evidence. I mean, you've got a guy sitting in Guantanamo Bay who's yelling out at the camera crew to make them aware, hey, look, I'm not mad at you guys. I'm mad at the government. And you got uh, Osama bin Laden in uh, many taped statements saying the very same thing. Look, you know, you guys, uh, he does kind of blame the American people for letting very it happen. many people. Just because that guy's no, in Guantanamo. No, but I think it's interesting to point out it is, that it is uh, you know because Americans have this uh, menta- some Americans have a mentality about uh, what they what they think about terrorists, and they have this you know mistaken understanding. They think that terrorists hate them because they're American, but you've got these so-called terrorists that are making specific statements to say it's your government. Look, it's your government. I'm mad at the government. You guys, yeah. I'm upset that you didn't do anything about your government, but ultimately. It's the government. But if you put people in desperate situations, whether it's Guantanamo or just, you know, their their, family member has been killed, they're going to come up with different solutions to the problem. Some of those people are going to come up with a solution of, well, look, the only way to do is to break the spirit of the American people. That was the idea behind 9-11. The idea was we're going to fly these planes into these buildings, and then finally America will say, you know, it's just not worth being in the Middle East. We've attacked, the, you know, we've, we've occupied these people long enough, and if you support their cheek or their king or whatever, you're occupying. If you give military power to uh, you know, the uh, Saudi Arabia, it's it's essentially an occupation because they wouldn't have F-16s otherwise. 
well, as long as we can just get the United States out of here, we'll be fine. And that was the plan. It didn't work. But if the plan was to steal the freedoms of the United States, United States people, what that's what the, gov- the politicians would have you believe. Well, that worked. Toll-free number here tonight, 855-450-FREE. John McCain, who was introducing Mitt Romney at this particular rally, said he believes in American exceptionalism. He believes the 21st century will also be an American century. Whatever the hell that means. You've got to say America as much as possible when you're running for office. 855-450-FREE. American exceptionalism. It's basically bigotry. I mean, isn't it? It's essentially suggesting that we're the best because we were born on this plot of land. 855 450 have a lot of advantages here. 3733. That doesn't make you any better than any other human beings. It's Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Uh, so we've been talking about Memorial Day, considering it's Memorial Day as we are doing this program, and it is a live, another, yet another live uh, holiday edition of this program. Uh, so we're, of course, here to take your calls about anything that you want, uh, but there's a lot of interesting subjects and tangents uh, to be discussed around Memorial Day. And Mark, you've been focusing on some of the, as you've been calling them, platitudes that uh, people like to just toss out there to justify their support of uh, organized killing around the world and i think that that's been particularly useful addressing the issue of uh, freedom isn't free and uh, the idea that uh, the oh, military, list of them here the military has been uh, f- fighting to keep you free if you, you wouldn't be able to protest if it weren't for the military and the world is a scary place so therefore we need to have the military to keep us safe because somehow going around and killing people some is making the world a less scary and well, less dangerous place well there's the the one that's even more disgusting about that is we're helping them the the idea that the united states government is helping the iraqi or afghani people uh, by going there and you know being involved in these war situations ask them if they feel helped because some of them do hamid karzai and his crew Definitely have been helped by the United States. I mean, this guy was uh, didn't even was uh, you know out of Afghanistan. He was uh, you know fleeing. Uh, you know he they they would they, he wouldn't even feel safe in the country. But the United States just decides, oh yeah, this guy needs to be in charge, and they put him in charge. And of course, mm-hmm. he's a despot. What a surprise! So I was out at a Memorial Day protest or not protest, but a rally, a peace rally today during uh, 
a parade for Memorial Day and got a really positive response from a number of people in the crowd as we were walking down the street behind this Memorial Day parade. It was only about four. It was only four activists. Uh, but, you know, we had our little line. We had a banner and uh, the banner said, I'm not disturbing the peace. I'm disturbing the war and had a peace sign on it. And somebody made a comment about that banner. And I didn't hear the full comment. I said that they were calling us chicken. And essentially that is what they were calling us. But I didn't hear the full comment. But uh, Chris Cantwell was there with us and he's been uh, uh, writing up an occasional blog, and I've been reposting them over at freekeen.com. This one I have not yet reposted, but I probably will later tonight. Uh, he said, it's, he's written this on his Facebook page. Happy Nationalist War Propaganda Day. <laughs> Today, people across the country are holding parades, having barbecues, and taking the day off work in celebration of the deaths of thousands, of hundreds of thousands of people who are conned into dying for the false religion of statism. They call this ritual Memorial Day. Personally, I find it all rather disturbing. I don't think it's good that we send men and women off to die in foreign deserts, jungles, and cities. I don't think it's good parenting to tell your children that they should grow up to be like those dead people. I don't think I have rights granted to me by violent institutions or men who act as their agents. It was with these concerns that I grabbed a sign and joined some fellow peace activists at Central Square in Keene uh, for the Memorial Day Parade. Uh, this morning. It was a lot of fun, even if it was a bit early for many of our activists. Uh, he, n- he names the people that were there, and he says, we stood with our signs as the parade went by, and at the end of the parade, we followed behind the last vehicle as if we were part of it. We walked past both supporters and detractors, though the cheers, uh, through the cheers and the jeers, and I enjoyed both equally. Where the parade came to a halt, there, were, as, there was a veterans memorial where hundreds of people came to say thanks for being dead to the men and women of the war machine. Now stopped, it was easier for people to come up to us and make it known just how they felt about our message, and they sure did. One person called me a communist. Interesting theory, as my si- as though communists are against war. I mean, communists <laughs> historically have been responsible for the deaths of millions of people. Well, I don't know. I mean, you get really it gets really mushy in here. People calling themselves communists set up socialist governments with the hope, with, you know, because Marx said that socialism would turn into communism and the government would mm-hmm. wither away. <laughs> <laughs> As though government has ever withered anywhere. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> um, so, uh, but it's know. just funny. That's the best they've got, right? Is well, you're a communist. Well, a com- you're right. I got you. But I mean, a communist could be a person who wants, uh, you know, wants everybody to have an equal voice in the governing of everyone um, the, the world would live communally and share communally that they wouldn't have these uh, things like oh, no property doubt. that people are willing to fight and die for that that could very well be uh, what a communist is in fact many of them would likely describe anybody who's calling themselves a communist that's what they are but that they, you've met but the history of communism shows differently right the history of communism the reality of communism is violence and murder and uh, and bloodshed the but reality yeah. is, is – go ahead. I'm so oh, sorry. I was just going to say that, I mean, most people, when they say communist, they're really just kind of associating you with, like, being a hippie probably. I see. Like, if you're a protester and you're a protesting war, you're obviously a hippie with right. no jobs. So you're well, obviously a communist. And you hate America, and the people who hate America are the Soviet Union, and you support them. You are the worst of the worst. Uh, so, interesting theory writes, uh, Chris, is my sign read on one side, statism is not worth dying for, and on the other side, war is the health of the state. I pointed out to him that I'm no fan of governance and that communist co- governments aren't exactly known for being peaceful. Another one referred to the peace symbol on one of our signs as the American chicken footprint. 
And this was the comment that, yeah. about chicken that I didn't hear the entire comment of, so I didn't realize what he was saying. He said, took me a minute to get that one. Uh, it was pointed out to him that it requires a lot of courage to stand for peace, that's what I told him, while others beat the drums for war. He proved our point by trying unsuccessfully to physically intimidate me and knocked my sign out of my hand before some other onlookers came to stop what they clearly thought might become a fistfight. So he was actually pulled away by one of the other people there from the uh, the war memorial. Yeah, That's because it. it takes a real hero to fight somebody with a peace sign in right. their hand. <laughs> I mean, what? Who's the chicken? Really? Yeah. I mean, if it takes if somebody's going to come out with a peace sign um, and you know stand at a, a you know Memorial Day event, are they really a chicken? Because I don't think they are. I think that because yeah, some crazy jackball like this dude might come up and. Hit you if you take all the if you take a look at the peace activists that have uh, you know that that have the big time peace activists out there. These are people that are brave that are willing to give up for uh, give up things for what they believe. One said to me, "Who do you think gives you the right to hold that sign?" I told her I was pretty sure any rights I have, I was born with, and I think my parents were responsible for that one. Also, I would like that person. You know, I'd love that person to defend their statement. You know, that the military somehow grants you rights. Okay. I'll give it to you. The colonial army at the Revolutionary War, those guys fought in order for the United States to exist and for people to have more rights than they previously had. I'll give that one to you. How'd that Which work out? war since then have people fought for your rights? Because I don't think Japan, and the best one I can come up in the last century is the, the, uh, the Pacific Theater of World War II. I don't think Japan was in tr- entirely in trying to invade the mainland and take over America, considering that one of their generals said that there'd be a, bl- a gun hiding behind every blade of grass. I think Japan was responding to uh, being you know, blockaded, essentially, or oil blockade. I think they were an Im- imperial power. Um, they were being blockaded because they were invading uh, China. I think they were well, another there, imperial power. There's no good reason for it. It's the American government that initiated force against the Japanese government in the knowing, and they expected that the Japanese government would respond with violence, because that tends to be what happens when you use violence, is more comes back at you. And so they essentially goaded the Japanese into taking that, making that strike. But the American government stepped in as a proxy uh, to, in, in, or an agent of the Chinese government. It doesn't I mean, matter. Right. I'll, I'm well, just pointing out the, the okay. history. So what I'm trying to say is, if you think that the United States government was good in that situation, you, I'm not saying that either of them are good. You're talking about both imperial powers. Right. We're fighting over, uh, you know, ownership or control over a bunch of islands in the Pacific. To me, they're largely the same. The, the Japanese government wasn't going to invade America or take any Americans' rights. Maybe Hawaii, which shouldn't have been, uh, you know, a problem for the United States government anyway. They shouldn't have been involved in taking that island from those people in the first place. But. I mean, Hitler wasn't going to to come across the Atlantic Ocean and land ships here and and invade the United States. That would have never been a little tiny country like Germany having enough troops to take over the North American continent. I mean, be realistic. Yeah. Uh, You know, Hitler was fear is not realistic. Hitler was way, way, way busy with Stalin. Thanks. (laughs) Well, we're going to continue here with your calls. Uh, We've got somebody on the line claiming to be a veteran. Hopefully he'll stick with us. We'll uh, get to that here in moments. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. More observations from Memorial Day here in moments. Or, of course, you can bring up anything you want. 1-855-450-3733. It's Free Talk Live.
have connectivity problems due to poor Wi-Fi reception? Get C-Crane's Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3. It can provide connectivity for up to a mile. We're using it at my house, and I can't describe it as anything but stunning. I highly endorse the C-Crane company. Their products are the best. Get a free flashlight when you order the Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3 by using the Where Did You Hear About Us pull-down menu when you check out at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E dot com. Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want here, toll-free, live Memorial Day edition. Ian in the studio with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Lots of features await you there, and they're all free thanks to great sponsors like SACL CAI. That's right. Jason Osborne of SACL CAI wants to remind you to share your favorite episode every week of Free Talk Live on Facebook. Facebook or Twitter, whatever social networking site uh, you like best. It's a great way to uh, spread the ideas of liberty and uh, you know get more people listening to Free Talk Live. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. You can uh, see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top one on the right-hand side of the page. If you you know you have a business and accounts receivable gives you a headache, SACL CAI can handle it. All right, let's go to Eric listening in Carbondale, Illinois, to Monster Radio 1150, WGGH. Hey, Eric. Hey, thanks so much. Uh, from Monster Radio in Carverdale, Illinois, Southern Illinois. Uh, guys, I, I'm a veteran, and I am a Libertarian Party activist, been in the Libertarian Party for 25 years, and I really, really hate what you guys are saying. I think you're you're what? misrepresenting the Libertarian libertarian movement. I really wish you'd stop calling yourself a Libertarian. Oh, I don't call myself Libertarian. libertarian. When, when have we called oh, ourselves God. We use the term. I'm a voluntarist. I I resigned publicly from the Libertarian Party about five years ago, four years ago. Because we we Libertarians don't want to have anything to do with your leftist, communist, America-hating ideology. Now, what does it mean to be a Libertarian to you? A Libertarian means fighting back against Islamo-Nazism. We don't want our wives. We don't want our wives and girlfriends being forced to wear ugly black purpose from head to toe. (laughs) You are for real. We don't I, want, we don't want, want but dude, let me talk. Well, I'm a veteran, okay? I did my four years. We don't want our marijuana smoking friends being jailed for life under Sharia law, our gay buddies being hung from lampposts under Sharia law. I mean, and we don't want booze and, and, and gambling made illegal under Islamic fascism. Are you guys aware that of what's going on? That stuff is illegal under Europe? American fascism. Yeah, it's all illegal already. I think you're being you're playing are like you, some sort guys, of weird troll tongue in cheek thing. Guys, right? Are you guys are you guys looking at what's going on in Europe right now? The Islamists just took over France under Francois Hollande and the Socialist Party. Yeah, let me talk to you about that. Everything illegal. Let me talk to you about that instead oh. of uh, yelling at each other. Um, so you know, one of the things that's no, different. You guys deserve to be yelled at. You guys are misrepresenting the liberty movement. You're yeah, not uh, libertarians. And I want your your listeners to know you guys do not represent the libertarian movement okay. whatsoever. Okay, so that's um, right. I only represent me. Thanks very much. Yep. So, so um, in that situation in Europe, what they have is a real problem with integration, and the reason they have a real problem with integration is social welfare programs. Essentially, you can move to Europe and be poor and get a subsistence level, uh, you know, check from the government. They'll take care of you, and you never have to integrate. You don't have to work. You don't have to go out. Out and work for a boss who will have certain uh, strictures on how you do things. It's hard to work in a burqa. Um, and
and you know they 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 don't so the women don't integrate they you know they have this uh, they they can make these own insular societies because all they had to do is touch base you know they got there to Europe and now they've you know they're getting all these social welfare programs in fact it's the state that's destroying itself in those countries um, I don't think that we're you know in this in this country if we can uh, eliminate those kind of social welfare programs you won't have the same problems. That is part of the problem. The other part of the problem is Islamic imperialism. They want to take over Western Europe. They already have a foothold here in the United States, in Minneapolis, in Dearborn, Michigan, northern New Jersey, Philadelphia. Do you know in Philadelphia they're trying to make, uh, they're trying to get rid of the liquor stores down in Chester, PA? You guys aren't even talking about that. Little, Sharia hey, law is here. There's a lot of news Sharia to talk about. There are a lot of Christians doing a lot of things, trying to get a, rid of a lot of people's freedoms in a lot of areas, too. And I'd say that they're a much bigger problem in this country, Christian imperialism, than Muslim imperialism. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me more about your liber- your so-called libertarianism, Eric, because I, you know, I don't really believe you're a real person. But, uh... I want to legalize drugs. I want to legalize drugs. I'm a capitalist. I'm a Indian. Friedrich Hayek. Look at Von Mises. So, so you support, do you support war? Do you know? Do you know um, that war is the health of the state? That war is the no, thing. No, the health of the state is Sharia law and Islam. Right. You okay. Are. Well, that's that's morality. Hold on. Hey, if you want to yell, I'm louder than you. I can turn up my mic and turn you down. So shut up. <laughs> now listen for just Calm one down. second. Hey, listen. Four years of my I don't care about your four years. Wait, I thought it was supposed to be eight years. That's why I don't believe is, him. The fact is that you didn't worry. This country wasn't worried about Sharia law 10 years ago. This is the new boogeyman. Last time it was socialism. Then it was the slanty uh, eyed imperialists. Whatever it was, there's always some boogeyman out there to take your freedom away. If you care about freedom, my friend, then you need to stop being scared of whatever the politicians shake, whatever dead chicken the politicians shake in front of your face. When was the last time some blonde-haired, blue-eyed Swede threw, threw uh, jet planes into our twin towers? Uh, well, I think, a blonde, blue-eyed <laughs> su- I think a blonde, blue-eyed Swede blew up the uh, Oklahoma City building a couple of years before that. Thanks for the call, Eric. Yeah, I'm done with you. 855-450-FREE, SACL CAI toll-free line. If that's the state of the Libertarian Party today, I sure am glad I have nothing to do with that. I, mean, I don't think that was a real call. I don't think so either. I think he oh, was think some he sort of a was. troll. I think he absolutely was. Yeah. Uh, because anybody who's been in the military would know that it's eight years, not four, as we already determined. Well, he did on the four show. years, though. True, but you're still in for another four years. Yeah, but years I don't think that, that. I don't think that's indicative of anything. Well, either way, he seemed like full of it. But uh, if it's true that libertarians these days are anything like that guy, wait, maybe that was that Eric Dondero character. I've heard about him. There's like was some his first name Eric. Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know who this cat is. Like, he came around kind of after I was involved with the Libertarian Party. He used to work for the Ron Paul campaign. Yeah, but this dude, like, calls himself a Libertarian, and... He's one of the founding members of the Republican Liberty Caucus, sadly. Yeah, and he's, like, somebody who supports warmongering. But I think he's basically been kicked out. He supports warmongering, yeah, right? And he supports government in a lot of different areas. But you he know, was claiming to be a Libertarian. It, I believe it's Eric claims that. Because doesn't... Like, there's that bumper sticker out there that everyone puts, every liberal puts on their car that they just love, which is the pie graph, right, of how much the government spends on the military versus all the other programs. It's discretionary income, and it's somewhat misleading. But yeah. Yeah, right. But, I mean, the fact is, regardless, a huge chunk of money 
goes towards war, right? So it's interesting that you could be like a libertarian and be a capitalist, but also support funding wars. I don't think you could. I mean, by the at least by the old, the classic definition of libertarian, back when I was a libertarian, uh, libertarian meant that you don't support the initiation of force to achieve political or social goals. In fact, the last time I checked, the Libertarian Party still had that as a statement that you actually have to sign in order to join the Libertarian Party. Well, it's a fun thing to say. I mean, you know, uh, the United, the what the Pledge of Allegiance says: liberty and justice for all. I mean, does anybody really believe that the United States provides liberty and justice for all? Um, you know, well, I mean, uh, it's an important thing to say. It was something that I originally was proud of when I was in the Libertarian Party because I saw this as, hey, this is something that really sets these guys apart. You can't just join if you're just Joe Schmo. You have to have principle. They called themselves. They're still right there on the top of their website at lp.org. It says the party of principle, and that was their principle, and I believe it still is. I can double-check that here uh, in a moment. But at least people know that uh, you know folks in the Liberty Movement don't agree on everything. Yeah, no doubt. And I've never said I spoke for anybody besides me. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. 1-855-450-3733. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. is free talk live toll free number for you 855-453 it's the SACL CAI toll free line 1-855-450-3733 you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com enjoy the features you will find there once again freetalklive.com and here with you tonight it's Ian and Julia and Mark as uh, again speaking of freetalklive.com some of those features are archives you can go all the way back to late 2006 and download as many of them as you want it's going to take you time if you want to download them all, but they are there, and you can just go ahead and enjoy at your leisure. Go to freetalklive.com. You'll find the archives there, but you can also find our archives on our SoundCloud page, and we now link to the SoundCloud page from freetalklive.com. It's on the left-hand side under Listen and Share. There's a link there. It makes it easy to go to SoundCloud, and then you can just share any episode you want using their easy share button, and then share it on Facebook or share it you know, Twitter, wherever you, uh, it is you want to share on your your WordPress blog, etc. So go to freetalklive.com, download, share, and uh, thanks. Bitcoins are the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. With Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service that you've got to abide by. You don't have to click on anything to get them other than, you know, click to download the free Bitcoin software. It's open source. You can send and receive money with Bitcoins. You don't need to pay any fees. There aren't any chargebacks if you're some kind of business. And, well, I guess there are chargebacks, but they're under your terms. Um, to learn more, visit weusecoins.org. It's weusecoins.org. They're best described as cash for the Internet. Now, thanks to bitinstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your Bitcoins with cash, visit bitinstant.com. And this is, I think it's... 700,000 locations globally that you can do this? It's incredible. Uh, maybe, maybe I've got that. I, I hope I've got that number right. Bitinstant.com. 
All right, so we're going to go right back to your phone calls here in a moment. But I just wanted to um, get a little more information out there. We were talking about the Libertarian Party. The last caller suggested that we're t- supposedly representing libertarians on this show, which is absolutely inaccurate, uh, not an accurate statement at we all. We couldn't get the Libertarian Party to advertise on this show years ago. No, I tried. I you know, I called the Libertarian Party back when I was a life member of the party. They didn't like the Free State Project, I think. No, I don't think they've ever liked the Free State Project. Why? I can speculate on that. I believe it's... Well, I believe it's because there are people out there who like things just how they are, right? So they like things where they are. They don't want to leave. And so therefore, the Free State Project is a threat to those people in that if you are still living in Sarasota, Florida, where Mark and I are from and where you live for a short period of time, Mm -hmm. uh, you have a harder time now doing activism because we're gone. And we're not the only ones who've left Sarasota, Florida. I can think of a handful of other folks that have moved up here from Sarasota. So if the Free State Project is successful, the idea is to bring the liberty activists who give a damn and are actually willing to do something all to the same place. So therefore, it essentially creates a brain drain. Uh, It creates an activism drain on any given area. So if you're one of those people who's just, you know, you are stuck stuck in your ways or whatever, you you have to stay where you are, uh, maybe for a job or or for your family or whatever your reason is for staying where you are, then the Free State Project is a a danger to your movement from that perspective. That's kind of funny that you say that because I'm remembering, I, I believe it was our first date. We went to a Libertarian Party, like, hut at the fair. Right. This is where Ian <laughs> takes his. That was our date. That was that's where this is where Ian I don't takes think that his. That was our date. I'm just kidding, but kind of. I mean, I'm kind of being serious. It's something we did together yes. as a couple. So, anyway, um, we went to this Libertarian Party thing, and I'm thinking of maybe five or six people that were there, and uh, four of them are up here now. Yeah. Right. So, are they doing that nowadays? Probably not. In fact, the last time I looked at the Libertarian Party in Florida, the party had dissolved and had become a club because they couldn't, I don't know, they didn't have enough people to sit in the little treasurer seat and the vice chair seat and the chair seat, the sorts of things that you need to do to have political parties. So that that would be my speculation as to why the Libertarian Party has never really been uh, too fanatical or interested in reporting on the Free State Project. But what I wanted to say was, uh, you know, despite all the problems I have with the Libertarian Party today and the reasons I resigned because they've lost, in my opinion, they've lost their way, they've lost sight of the principle that they still ostensibly hold dear. It's right there on their uh, sign-up page at LP.org. It's, in fact, the top thing on the sign-up page. Certify your membership. Yes, sign me up as a member of the Libertarian Party to validate my membership. I certify that I oppose the initiation of force to achieve political or social goals. So the idea that anybody can get on and say that they're a Libertarian, yet they support war? Sorry, the two don't mesh at all. Even even with the lesser principled Libertarian Party and the status it is today, they still have that principle on the the, the top portion of their sign up. You don't you don't miss this. It's the most it's the unique thing about the the Libertarian Party. Again, I'm not a Libertarian, but I used to be. Uh, Let's go to Robert listening in Indy to WXNT. Hey, Robert. Hey, uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. Okay, my my thought was uh, hold on one second. Let me turn right here now. All right, no problem. Um, Always a good idea. Basically, uh, listen to your program, and I listen to it on my way from work uh, at nighttime. So I listen to you folks all the time, and uh, I've been wanting to call in, never called in. It's my first time calling. Here you are. Welcome, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. Okay. Uh, my thought process is um, you just someone made a comment. I don't know if it was you personally. 
said uh, about liberty and justice. And I'm just thinking back to when this this stuff was actually written and put down and this, we started saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Most, or at least some of our country, would, were not even guaranteed liberty and justice. Um, sure. I agree with you on a lot of things that you say. However, I do disagree on um, the role of the government. I'm reading this uh, book about Madison and uh, how his uh, goal was to protect the rights of the minority in our country. And uh, we probably can all agree that uh, uh, you can't have majority rule and um, you got to have someone that steps in. And I think that is the central role of the government. To protect, to protect minority? To step in and, and stand for, for justice in the face of those that can't protect themselves? Correct. That okay. would be nice if they actually did that, but uh, unfortunately, as you probably know, they uh, absolutely oppress minorities, and they, uh, for instance, you look at the war on drugs, uh, disproportionately they're arresting Hispanics and blacks uh, far more than uh, white people, and white people are using drugs just as much. It's so, still just as dangerous to drive, well, it's probably not just as dangerous, it is still dangerous to drive through the wrong right. neighborhood while being black. Right, those, those, those incidents or those problems notwithstanding, um, you have to look at stuff like the uh, Brown Board of Education, the uh, uh, Civil Rights Act of uh, 1963, stuff like that is, uh, I think, uh, where, where the federal government has played a critical role within protecting the rights of minorities. Uh, absolutely. Okay. Um, absolutely. The, the federal government st- stepped in and took the right side of that particular issue. But right. let's not forget that the federal government had the wrong side of that issue for a hundred years in this country. So, I mean, you know, all we advocate is the government stay out of people's interactions. I think it's wrong for somebody to claim ownership of, uh, over another person. And I think that that's what the federal, the state, and the local governments claim over everything. Everybody, regardless of their color, when they say to you that you have to give a certain amount of your labor to them in the form of income tax or whatever taxes it is that you, uh, uh, you know, in, on, on your labor, they're only claiming you as a partial serf. They're saying that your labor, therefore your body belongs to them and that's it's only an, an, an issue of degrees. If they can say that they get 35 percent of your labor, then why can't they say they get 70 percent of your labor? Right. I, uh, no, don't get me wrong. I agree with you folks on um, um, several issues. The war on drugs, uh, um, the decriminalization of drugs, and all that stuff. However, I just feel like this. If, if, there, if you were to uh, do away with um, uh, the federal government, and we, I'm talking about from the founding fathers like Madison, his whole point was... You had to have a strong federal government to protect the rights of minorities. But it doesn't work. I mean, you're only talking about a political fantasy here. In reality— If that's what it did, I'd support it, too. Right. In in reality, you've got a mechanism of power, and the certain types of people are attracted to those mechanisms. So what happens when racists—now, they're not going to be overt about it— what happens when racists, or quietly racists, get in charge of the federal government? Then you've got a real problem on your hands, don't you? Hold that thought, Robert. We'll bring you back here in a moment. Maybe you'll be in a better cell at that point, too. 855-453. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. So we're right back to this fantasy, the idea that you're going to somehow give good people the reins of government. Not going to work. It's Free Talk Live. 
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, should you like, and take control of the airwaves. You don't get in tonight. That's no big deal. We do this thing seven nights a week, even on holidays like this one. Live Memorial Day edition of the show. Here with you, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. 855-450-FREE as we continue here. You can bring up what you want. And by the way, you can also support this program by going to promote.freetalklive.com. Get a free bumper sticker there. The instructions are there as to how you can do that. You can also download web graphics for your website. Uh, You can download high-resolution graphics, make whatever you want out of those. And so we've got flyers and more. So drop on by promote.freetalklive.com. Robert is with us listening in Indy to WXNT. Uh, Robert uh, has told us that he agrees with a lot of the things that we talk about here on Free Talk Live, but has uh, some reservations on the idea of uh, maybe getting rid of the organization known as the federal government. I don't think there's any use for it whatsoever. But Robert, you pointed out something legitimate, and that is that, you know, now and then these guys get it right and they do something that seems to be right on its face. And so therefore, they're, they're, you know, there must be some value there. There must be something worth preserving about it. And specifically, you cited uh, the uh, Civil Rights Act and the idea that the federal government had to step in uh, to deal with certain state governments and, you know, like in Alabama, for instance, uh, where they were oppressing uh, people and, and enforcing inequality and uh, that they stepped in. They did the right thing in that instance. And I think that that's, that's true. But overall, their track record uh, towards minorities is pretty crappy. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Well, uh, as a minority from uh, Birmingham, Alabama, that's where I was born and raised, mm-hmm. uh, um, I, I really think that, yeah, there are certain things within the federal government that uh, should be changed. However, I'm going back to my my whole stance, like the whole uh, George Wallace standing in the schoolhouse door, where we had to have the federal government uh, nationalize the National Guard um, to actually move progress forward. There are some things, maybe not in our recent history, uh, not even in my history, because I wasn't born at that point, but being from Birmingham, um, I've seen and I've heard a lot of what happened and I, I I just don't uh, understand how we can say there's no role for the federal government. And to just point out something I've heard on this show, um, I'm, I know you guys are not completely in agreement with Ron Paul, but um, Ron Paul, okay, yeah, Ron Paul. I mean, but you have said some kind things toward him, and uh, even me, I have some you know some things that he say I agree with. Um, I could agree with the non-aggression, with the uh, uh, no nation building, mm-hmm. but he doesn't believe that um, there should have, should have been any court action or civil rights act. So for that, he doesn't even acknowledge that there is a role for the federal government. And I don't know if that's you know the show stands, uh, 
Um, I'm, again, I've listened to the show. Well, let's let's I, address I, that issue, Mark. Yeah, I think that's uh, so. I the Civil Rights Act, 1968, or whatever it's called. Um, you know, it, it in, among other things, it does it does some good stuff. But among other things, it does is it takes a public private property and essentially turns it into public in a certain way. Robert, would you agree that a person has the right to exclude somebody from their house based on that person's color? I mean, if that's their personal house, but not as yep. far as restaurants, I'm or, just, yeah. I, I only yes, yes, no, right? Like, so they uh, own, they own, they own uh, the house. Well, they own their restaurant too. So, if they want to exclude somebody from their restaurant because they're white or because they're black, they should no. be able to do that, right? No, because of the interstate commerce. This all goes back to the foundation of our country. I, like I said, I'm reading this book. Uh, it's not a uh, Himself. Robert, yeah, you're gonna you're in a bit of a bad sell there for a quick moment. Let me just step in briefly. Uh, the the point that that Mark is making here is that property rights are impor- are really critical to freedom. So the idea being that if you support freedom, then you have to support property rights of people that are going to do things with which you might disagree with their property. So like you know, I personally, you can invite somebody into your house uh, and exclude the, or or exclude them based on color. You can serve them a meal, exclude them based on color. But if you decide to take money for the exclusion of that meal. In you know whatever abode it is that you whatever place it is that you own, then suddenly the federal government wants to get involved. And we're not just talking about color here; also uh, gender is another right. thing. If and... the government can tell you this thing about your property, then it can tell you anything about your property, Robert. Right. And for me, I want to know. Like, I I don't want this real, this racist owner of a restaurant. I don't want to have that person be able to hide behind this law because they have to let everybody in, and then all of a sudden you know slip something in my food or right. you know they or whatever. Just, they could just decide to spick, uh, hock a loogie in every black person's uh, food that came into the restaurant. I don't want to prefer pa- that. And I don't want to patronize the racist as well. I don't want to like I want to know if the person's racist so I can never set foot in that restaurant ever in my life. And I can tell everybody I know not to set foot there. But essentially, by the government getting involved, they're forcing uh, these people to accept whoever they want into their businesses. That doesn't end racism. It just shoves it under the carpet. And I, I, I consider that dangerous. Well, can I just say that you guys, that stance basically, in my opinion, um, allows, I understand your whole point, you can move. But you're talking about an entire race of people. Uh, like, I'm from Alabama. Um, yeah, again, yeah, I got gotcha. you. I mean, I didn't experience uh, going through all that because because of the federal government intervention. When I grew I was born in 1975. I, there... There was hardly any trace of it. I mean, honestly. Right. Things have changed. And, you know, maybe maybe you can claim that the federal government, I, I would even go so far as claiming because the federal government got involved that it ended racist practices more quickly. But let's not forget that the federal government was involved in racist practices for, you know, a great deal of time before that. They, they don't still get a are. pass just because they changed their mind. They did a bunch of bad things. They also, still are. The drug war. I mean, the military. I mean, these are things that target minorities and they hurt minorities and they're not apologizing for that how about this robert i'm not going to say to you that i don't think that human uh you know human societies don't evolve i think they do and i don't think that democracy or the representative republic or whatever term you've got for this what we've got in the united states is the last step in human evolution as far as governments go do you 
No. Okay, I mean, no, great. I, and I, the, now let me ask you this. If the United States government got rid of all rules as far as private businesses um, and their racist practices, do you think that racism would be better or worse in the United States going forward? I don't care about 1968 because I'm not in 1968. I'm in 2012. Do you think... I don't... I don't, I don't taking your point, I don't, I don't... At this point in 2012 where we live, people have... Uh, They've went to school together. We've um, almost integrated. Almost. Um, it's really, no, it's not fully integrated. Well, there's still we, racism out there for sure. But things it's are a better. lot better. Things are better. But right, like, so if the federal government went away, is the KKK going to open up a restaurant in town? I mean, how's that going to go? Right. Over? Are people going to set it on fire if they do? But it took the federal government to get us to this point. You cannot just... Uh, it's just coincidence, though. I mean, the, the, one can also, claim by that the way, it took point, slavery to uh, build the United States. I mean, that's not an acceptable statement, Robert. Right. And also, remember, the federal government was also just intervening when it comes to the state government. In the case of Alabama, for instance, the state government had certain rules. You get the Jim Crow laws in the South, for instance. Uh, a lot of these laws were being imposed on businesses that didn't want to follow them. So, for instance, the bus protests, uh, many of the bus companies did not want to have these laws imposed upon them. They wanted to serve their customers, regardless of the, the color of their skin. But they were forced to, by the Jim Crow laws, to essentially have racist policies. So, you had uh, so you had one government fighting another government, and so ultimately, government was a problem here in the first place because they were forcing people to do things that were against their best business interests. As a business owner, it's in my interest to not be racist. I want to have as many people come sure. into my bus Increase or come into my restaurant. Base. I want people to be happy. I want them to tell uh, people about their experiences. So ultimately, you're talking about a conflict between governments here, which is what really created the the situation in the first place. I wish we had more time for you, but we got to move on. Bill's on the line as well, and Robert calls him. Again, anytime. Please. Happy, be happy to talk to you further. Bill is also calling from Indy, and you're listening to WXNT. Hey, Bill. Hey, guys. Uh, I didn't um, hear your previous hour. Did you already talk about the young man who refused to say the pledge? Of- you got to talk right in your phone. We're having some phone difficulties today. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. Um, did you um, have you? Are you aware of the young man, the 17 year old, that refused to stand up and put his hand over his heart? say the Pledge of Allegiance. Where was this, in school? I don't know. I wish I had paid I thought it was in Texas, but um, I, yeah, I, I, I did hear, Glenn, you know, the, somebody talking about it on the Glenn Beck Show today. Good. I'm glad you're aware of that. Um, but I just say I supported him. I think um, it takes a lot of guts to do that. I never would have thought of doing something like that in high school. Yeah, and uh, the suggestion is is that he should stand out of respect for the other people and for the people that have fought and died for his right to, uh, you know, not say the pledge or whatever. And I, you know, I don't... <laughs> how many... How many people, which veterans in which war fought and died for his right not to stand? I just don't know which ones did. I'm, I'm looking for it here. I see one about a 13-year-old girl who refused to stand and is now suing. Um, I'd, I'd be interested in seeing Maybe that story. Girl. I don't know. As all I heard is briefly on the Glenn Beck show. I didn't stay in, stay in the... Uh... I'm glad you guys are aware of it. Hey, I, well, I wasn't, much. but thanks for giving me okay. the heads up. I appreciate okay. it, Bill. And maybe Bye-bye. somebody will post it over at uh, freetalklive.com and some show prep there, and perhaps it will be voted up. Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow night. And uh, we'll see you then online in the meantime. It's been Ian here. And Julia. And Mark. See you tomorrow at freetalklive.com. What has happened to America, and when did it become okay for the government to extort wealth from the American people? As a former law enforcement officer, I have explained in my new book, In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, how absolute property ownership has been denied to the American people, how and why inflation is fleecing America, how law enforcement officers are being used to suppress and criminalize the beliefs of liberty and freedom. In Plain Sight explains how we can restore what was once a free America. Get your copy of In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com.